Hello and welcome to episode two here of the MCU crew. Jesse, did you get your coffee? Uh, not only did I get my coffee, but I got water as well. Let me tell you. Oh, you're looking for a, if you're looking for a free life hack, uh, if you're like stuck having to get coffee at say Starbucks, for example, uh huh, ask for some water because that is like the they got the you know the ultra mega triple filtration up in there. It's free, and it's so good. Is it? And you'll say to yourself, but it's just water, dummy. Yeah. Is it, though? I, I thought that. I thought that. And then I was convinced to try it. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to get my I'm gonna get my, my morning water. I'm going to get my. It's weird. It's a weird thing. But it's like, oh, did they quadruple, triple, reverse osmosis translation this? It's delicious. Bronze, how do you feel about Starbucks water? <laughs> I actually think it tastes really good. What the hell's yeah. going on here? Starbucks water, yeah. really? Is this is I'm this like some you, LA it, craze, Jesse? Are you trying to be hip? No, it was it was people from other parts of the world who were saying to do it. I thought it was stupid. And I was like, why? You can get water anywhere. And they're like, trust me, if you're gonna be there anyway, just okay. ask for some water. And so Chet, Chet I was has on ratted it. on you. Apparently, this is a Crendor thing. Oh, this is a mega Crendor thing. But it was <laughs> but Crendor said it first, and I was like, well, it can't be true. And then other people chimed in from literally all over the world, and they're like, "Bro, do it!" So here we are. All this time later, I'm I'm in. I'm in the cult. So all right, that's how you become a flag smasher, I guess. It's just really <laughs> slow rollout. Yeah, and then you're just part of it. Yeah, yeah. You really don't know what you're fighting for, really, a hundred percent of the time, but you know you like that water. You know. Yeah, you know that things were better before, and yeah, you just want to go back. And now I know that that I can't go back. I have. I got this water now, and I'm in. I'm there you in. go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, before we get started, uh, we do have, I think we're up on most podcast services right now. I know Google takes a little bit longer to, like, verify that you're a real podcaster. I don't know what their process is, but it's longer than all the others. Uh, I think we're up on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, and I've seen a couple people leave reviews, so thank you guys for doing so. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and uh, the reception of the first episode was good, which is good, because we do the show regardless if... No one is watching because I just like talking about the MCU. That is one of the things so. I've learned is I just like talking about stuff. So yeah. I'm like, uh, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go over kind of the rumors and tidbits of news. And then we'll jump into uh, the episode four, uh, which I think was arguably the best episode. Maybe not even arguably the best episode uh, thus far in the season. Uh, a lot of crazy shit went down. Very excited to jump into it. But before that, we got to talk about the Zemo cut. Did you guys watch the full hour of the Zemo cut? I might have left it um, on, you know? I left it on the background for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see, like, what would happen if anything weird would happen. I was just pleased that, for once, it was exactly what I expected. Yes. 100%. I was like, ah. I mean, there is a reason why they, they cut 99.9% of this out, but I'm glad they kept <laughs> it going. I'm glad they were like, just roll, just roll, just go. Now, here's the question. Do you think Daniel Brühl is a bad dancer or a good actor or both? Um, both. I'm going to say, Bronze yeah, both. okay. Yeah. I feel like as a, I feel like I fall into the same category of white guy as him. I'm going to say <laughs> great actor in the hopes that there's still hope for me when it comes to dancing. Okay. And when I pull out the like, <laughs> it's uh i mean that's kind right? of the that's the quintessential right? white guy dance right like that's what that was 
the director the, is probably the, like, like, hey, like dance this. like a white guy. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I can do that. He's like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. He knocked it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Marvel <laughs> uh, fed into the silliness of the fandom uh, and just put that out there. Because, like, that was the, the release, the Zemo cut was trending. It's like mm-hmm. a goof, and Marvel's like, all right, we'll fuck, well, all right, let's put it out there. <laughs> fuck you guys. We're going to do it. It's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. All that did was let me know that there are countless hours of other footage that, that we've never seen. Because if they're mm, going to record true. all this time of, of him dancing just for, like, you know, just in case, <laughs> then come on now. There's got to be all this other footage that we we need to see. Yeah. So there's probably a, a scene. There's probably like giant, giant story focused scenes that they had to reshoot, right? Probably even for oh, this yeah. show, because like the show, like yeah. as we were talking about, the the rumor was that it was based around releasing a global pandemic, and then COVID happened, so they couldn't do that. So I'm sure there's, you know, multiple scenes, which probably adds to the idea that uh, a lot of the times the uh, flag smashers don't. Maybe this is me. I don't. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like they don't necessarily have a great motive or a very clear motive. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're mad because all these people came back and took our houses and our jobs. We're smashing shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, admittedly, admittedly, after the last episode when they described like, yeah, you know, it sucks being displaced. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see how they want to like blow a thing up. <laughs> I, like, I get why they'd be mad. Yeah. So I don't know. I might be one of them. I might be a little like. We You'd all be a flag smasher. Blood. Oh, I mean, like, it's. It's like the opposite. It's on the opposite side of the coin that Captain America's on. We'll talk about that, obviously. But like, yeah. their their motives are very like we're just trying to do good. But like, you know, it's a great villain thing where it's like we're doing the right thing. It's like yeah, but like, are you? <laughs> I don't agree at all. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Drama and intrigue <laughs> has struck the MCU crew. We'll talk about. Looks it. like me and Jesse are getting our fifth divorce. Yep, oh. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm still holding out for the sixth. I think we get like <laughs> bronze, like we get like little figurines or something, something, something fun. What sure. is the sixth divorce? What is the, is it paper? I don't know. I think that's paper. <laughs> yeah. It actually, it, and the divorce is it gets worse as it goes along, or as a marriage as it gets better. So paper is probably accurate. Yeah. That's probably the sixth one. Uh, anyways, what else do we got going on? Uh, did you guys see Loki on the cover of Empire Magazine? Look Loki at him. Great. Just out. Just look at this. This is not fair. This I am upset at how good this man looks on this cover of Empire Magazine. It's bullshit. He does have like a great body for suits, right? He does. Like I've yeah. I've seen him in other clothes, and it's like whatever. You put this man in a suit, and it's like, oh, yeah. my dude. Widows peak havers rejoice because you can have one and still be attractive. And Tom Hiddleston is proof. Wait, is that a widow's <laughs> peak? Oh you can yeah, have one and still be attractive. Like, I thought a widow's right? peak was like right here in the center. Is that? Oh, oh. I don't know because isn't it just like when you have like a part of your hair come forward and the other part come? Maybe I am misunderstanding I'm a widow's peak. I'm going to Google. What is he a just, widow's peak? Because he's got the you know the sweep back and then the front. You know, he's got like a down. cowlick thing going on in the front too, but a little know. bit. Uh, according to Google, a widow's peak is a distinctive V-shaped hairline that tends to run in families. Despite the myth, it's probably no more significant than other so it's genetic like the, traits, like, yeah! such as like curly that. hair and cleft chin. 
Yeah. Well, his isn't pointed. So well, we've also got some side shots here, and I think it's hairs. It might he might have it. You know? He might have it. Yeah. I mean that, we'd have to look at some other photos. I'm just pointing out he's got a lot of real estate like right here. Like you could fit a whole hand there and yet still <laughs> very attractive. It's so. true. He does have a massive forehead. That is accurate. <laughs> and now I can't unsee that. Oh, Damn it, bronze. Whole hand. I'm sorry. Damn it. Look how big his forehead is. Holy shit. Oh yeah, no, no, I now I'm looking you at it. Rent that yeah, out in be... LA, man. That's prime real estate. Holy Jesus Christ. I think all right. I'm gonna say from photo one to two, I feel like they did some editing because the head on photo one is like brainiac size. <laughs> and then like the head on number two is a little bit smaller. All I'm saying is I feel oh like camera lenses. It's it's in you know what? Before I was like, this, this is a beautiful man, and now he's been brought back down to earth. Yeah. And I feel great yeah, about myself. Bro bronze is ruined. So good. Tom Hiddleston is ruined. <laughs> no, he's still attractive. I was trying. Feeling oh good. my Feeling god! So much better about myself now. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, big that. forehead community. I was trying to help you. <laughs> oh my god! Too late. <laughs> well, on to something else after that. Jesus, I can't have Loki solely or show anymore with this hideous forehead. I'm so sorry. It's insane. Jeez. Uh, Catherine Hahn. <laughs> told people.com that she is quote absolutely and quote open to returning as Agatha Harkness in the MCU however she has quote no idea if she will ever return the role and says that Marvel runs a real tight ship she'll be back right like that Marvel's pretty good about bringing back their C and B tier characters most I mean here's look if fucking uh what uh Beltrek the Leopard uh what's his name the MMA fighter help me out here what the, who who is who's playing Beltrock in uh, Winter Soldier and um, GSP? There you go, George St. Pierre. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you guys watch UFC at all? If he got to, he got brought back for Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the first episode. That was the guy that was in the helicopter, the bad oh, guy. Oh yes, he's okay. Okay. okay yeah. Okay, if they it. brought him back, took me a second. You gotta think oh. Catherine Hahn comes back, right? You gotta think I mean, that she in shows the back TV up. Universe. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for yeah. Doctor Strange or something. Maybe. But she isn't. She, she like she's like trapped. Yeah. So true. unless something happens that knocks her out of her stupor, I don't. I feel like she's. They did a thing that Marvel does very very well, where they're like, put this character on the back burner, and if we need them, we'll call upon them once again, but yeah. not kill them. Right. <laughs> it's it's a thing they do. So I'm fine with that. I think that's neat. Yeah. I think she was, for my interest, one of the best parts of WandaVision, for sure. Um, and I think the scenes that she was in, she stole most of them. So, Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She had really great screen presence. Yeah. So I hope she comes back in, in full force in one way. I just don't know, like, you can't throw Agatha Harkness in, like, I mean, I guess you could, but you can't throw it in, like, the next Ant-Man, right? <laughs> like, she can't just pop Although, if that's what happened, it I'd would be, be the most Ant Man thing. Yeah, it's true. Be like, yeah, Ant Man and a witch. Yeah, all right. Yeah, maybe in like the next Doctor Strange or something like that. Maybe you never know. I, wait, think I feel like they'll wait until like we're not expecting it, and then maybe put her in when we're like, what? Because mm -hmm. Marvel does love having the like, you didn't think we would, and then we did because we're Marvel. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> 
That's how Marvel sounds, by the way. Voice of Marvel. This is where Marvel. <laughs> this is where Marvel. This guy's from Marvel. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what else is out there? Oscar Isaac was training on Instagram for some Moon Knight combat. I forgot oh that Oscar Knight was going to be Moon Knight, and uh, it's pretty good. I think. It Oscar Knight looks pretty good. I yeah. I his the hair going on. He's got some like strong white wolf energy, like very you know, <laughs> Geralt kind of like. <laughs> I love it. Love his look. Now I'm realizing how what a good cable he would make. I feel like he's I not like, uh, oh. tall enough or like bulky enough for cable. You need like oh, a that's... rock build for cable, don't you? Well, I wait. For I forget. He's kind of short, isn't he? Isn't he like five nine? He's a little bit short. Also, oh. cable. So, he cable was Thanos, wasn't he? Jo Josh Brolin was Cable in Deadpool, right? Oh, oh my God, I forgot. He was is both. That, I, is that canon? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's he was canon. both. Wait, but that can't. I mean, they I, even make the wait, joke they in Deadpool. Acknowledge it's the same actor. Yeah, they yeah. yeah. It's so they Deadpool occupies such a weird space. It does, you know, because it's like it's a fourth wall breaking comic, and therefore it's a fourth wall breaking. You know, movie. So I actually totally forgot that. And he was like, that we had cable and that it's the same actor. It that. is the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, like cable has to show up at some point, right? Or is that a phase five thing? Do you think he's, do you think they have to let it go for a while before they bring it back up? Uh, because it's, there has to be like a whole X verse going on. Yeah. That's never going to. Yeah. X-Men before That's never going to cross into normal Marvel. It's only going to be a like a Deadpool thing for at least the foreseeable future, right? There's no way. There's no way they'd be like, and this guy, who was also another guy, is now back to talk to everyone. Like, there was no way that would happen in a million years. They'd be like, it would confuse children. It would. I mean, it, it, would. it would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Deadpool 3, I, th I think, has been confirmed to be in the MCU, hasn't it? Like, that's... Yeah, it's coming. That's going to be a weird... It's on the timeline. In all the things that, you know, that's going to be weird in Marvel, that might be the weirdest <laughs> in terms of how they bring that in into the fold. What if, what if Deadpool is how they bring the X-Men into Marvel? That'd be real dumb, but it would make a lot of sense. Yes, like, they could just get away with it. Yeah. Like Deadpool creates the X-Men universe in Marvel would be the most Deadpool story ever. Yeah. I mean, the upside of that would be, I think Deadpool is the first time X-Men have gotten good costuming. I know that sounds really random, but yeah. I hated all of the, the costuming, like the suits and everything for every single X-Men film. It was just and leather. Deadpool, it was like yeah. leather, the suits. <laughs> yeah, it. it looked so terrible. And then I feel like X-Men was in Deadpool was the first time when I saw Negasonic, like with the with the high collar, with the X. I was like, whoa. And Colossus finally... looked good, too. Colossus looked good, too. Colossus is so wholesome. He's pretty wholesome. I just want to give him a hug. You know, Love that. I'm always off put by his accent, but I guess he would have an accent, right? Like a, ter a, a terrible accent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess that kind of makes the character in a lot of ways. Uh, I had forgotten that Oscar Isaac was going to be Moon Knight. How do we how do we feel about that? I love Oscar Isaac. 
I'm I'm not I have not read that much or really any at all Moon Knight. I know he's basically a a crazy multiple personality Batman. Um, so I'm excited for that. I know it's also like a pretty rated R slash dark comic. So I don't know how they're gonna do that because I think Feggy's been Sign out there saying up. that Deadpool's gonna be the only rated R property in the MCU. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you can do Moon Knight without getting at least a little violent. Yeah, he's it's pretty gruesome, I think, in most of the scenes or most of the, the stills that I've seen in the comic. Well, even in the choreography there, if I'm not mistaken, like he doesn't he slit someone's throat. Yeah, well, he does multiple knife wounds to people in that. <laughs> For those who yeah. are listening, we were watching it play live. Yeah. He's jumping around and stabbing guys and sla- he does slash a throat. He goes crazy. It looks awesome. I don't know how you make any of that like P actually, you know, PG thirteen is kind of like wide. does he swear while he does it? You know, like yeah. what? how many I, how I many F bombs does he drop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about how many like or what constitutes PG thirteen. Yeah. The difference between PG thirteen and R is ridiculous. It's like, well, you're allowed to say, you know, shit, but that's it. Like, you know, like crazy things. Like, or I think you're allowed one f-bomb in a yeah. pg-13 movie i think that's accurate really weird stuff on the ratings board always has yeah been. it's very strange yeah always always a little bit weird but yeah uh, i i guess we'll see the the moon night that's if if they're training they got to start shooting that here probably in the next year or so uh one would one would reckon but we'll be in uh, definitely I, I think that might be like i always i always wonder when the MCU is going to be like tested and or fuck something up so far. They haven't really after, uh, the, the, after like Iron Man one, they kind of hit most of the stuff out of the park. I guess Thor might have an argument there, uh, in terms of being a little bit, the first Thor that is in terms of being a little bit of a letdown, but yeah, that one will, that one will be a hard story to tell. Um, I wonder, I, I, I would like to challenge this thesis. I wonder if fans weren't very, very forgiving because some of those first movies True. are like not great, but I feel like because the characters of Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, right? Hulk, like the original Avenger, uh, Avenger, the Avengers, the, <laughs> <laughs> the original Avengers team is so popular and so well loved that people were like on board to see what adventures they get into because they're just excited to be there. True. I, I'm curious if that same love extends to some of the lesser known, like, I don't know how many people out there are like, Moon Knight, hell yes. People are pretty of course, there are some. Announced, yeah. yeah, but like the vast majority of people, there is no, you know, when you're young, you don't walk around seeing a Moon Knight shirt at Walmart. You'll no, always pa- see Captain America shirts. You'll always yeah. see that. Their parents, so like I kids' parents aren't, Moon Knight uh, figures are not going to be flying off the shelf, right? Like, yeah, parents are going to be like, here you go. Timmy, enjoy the uh, multiple personality, like, depressive, psychotic character. Moon Knight, your favorite. You love him. He's great. Uh, but they they have the opportunity, I think, to create that fandom now. <laughs> like, that's what this next phase of Marvel is, is about, like, introductions to new stuff and new concepts. And I feel like it's this, this will be when they're tested. Yeah. When they're like, okay, we've been through 10 years of Marvel, and now... We're going to open multiverse stuff and have new, weirder, crazier mm. heroes. And we're going to talk about, like, you know, gods in the Marvel Universe more. And just crazy. I can't wait to see what happens now because this is when it gets 
to what Weird. Marvel actually is. Like we've been we've been in like Marvel yeah. light for a decade. This is what Marvel really is now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's also the type of thing too where Moon Knight will be a show on Disney Plus and not a movie. And so that might be a different audience. I, I feel like at least with WandaVision and and Falcon, they are kind of skewing towards an older audience with the content that they put in those shows. WandaVision specifically, like I don't know anyone under like 15 or 14 that watched that. It was like, this is great. I love the, the mm. they watched the first three episodes. They were like, when is shit going to happen? What is going yeah. on in this show? Um, yeah. And, and Falcon. No, the, I yeah. find these themes of loss really compelling as a 12 year old. I think I can really relate. What is grief yeah. if not love persevering? Yeah, that's what all the 12 year olds are into. Yeah. It's a very tween concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Um, so that might be kind of what they're going for with the Disney Plus stuff. Um, although they are kind of, I think if you look at like Miss Marvel, that will definitely be a uh, younger demographic. Uh, target mm-hmm. audience for uh, for that show so mm-hmm. it'll have uh, a little bit for everyone it, it seems but we'll see with uh with moon knight uh russell crowe was added to thor love and thunder uh they did not release what he will be playing it could just be a cameo um or it could be a much larger role they're not really talking about it uh he joins the already stacked cast of chris hemsworth natalie portman and uh christian bale as of course the villain gore uh, Matt Damon has also said that he will be coming back in some form, um, so most likely as another goof, which I'm super into. Um, but I would love it if the goof had, if the goof was like all these other celebrities, like the previous goof. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. I agree. I, th- I think that like would that be... acting troupe was still alive in uh, like the new uh, the new town, and they were just like the acting troupe was still there. I think that'd be very funny. He could be, I mean, Russell Crowe could do a lot of things. It depends where they want to go with the story, right? He could be a, a younger Odin. He could be an older Thor. Uh, if they're going with, like, the classic gore. What? I mean. The, the classic gore oh, storyline. Oh, yeah. He could be the yeah, older you know, Thor. Okay. And, like, I don't know how they're going to tell that story. Um, I, I really don't know how you tell the God Butcher story in movie form. Like, that's a. Well, it spans across so much time that I don't know how, if that's a one and done deal and Christian Bell does not return as Gore because he's gone. What does that movie look like? Are they just skipping around in time? Do they, do they just go crazy with it or do they keep it grounded? Also, Natalie Portman is becoming Thor in that movie at some point. She is bulked the fuck up. So when does this a lot with one film? Yeah. yeah, when does this release? Is uh, this after we start getting into, like, all the different gods of the Marvel Universe? I forgot the release date. The release date is February 11th, 2022. So, yes, the Eternals what? will already be out. Um, yeah, a lot so, of stuff will already be out. I guess because Eternals exists, they can have the setup for sort of, like, why Gore would be kind of pissed? And then go from there? And show like they'd have to show a dude butchering gods, right? They have to backstory this enough <laughs> that this guy is like super pissed and give you the sort of Thanos side of things of, of explaining why. Like we need that movie where it's like, here's a bunch of scenes with this character so you understand why. Why or else he, he is, becomes yeah. or else he becomes like every other Thor villain for the last bunch of Thor movies. Or it's like 
Well, they're in it. Well, and, <laughs> but like you know, and the other thing too, and uh, Bronze, you're probably the best one to talk about this because you mm-hmm. most likely have read the comics uh, much more than me and Jesse have on this. But my understanding is that like Gore's motivation is not necessarily because of Thor, but it's just the fact that like he had such a shitty life and such a shitty start at it because of the gods that he just wants to get rid of all of them, right? Yeah, from my understanding, because that's like what? That's like Earth 616 stuff. I feel like Thor comics are one of my weak points, but Mm. I don't think it's ever personal. Right, he's just doing it because they're a god. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't like gods. Yeah. But that's also very Zemos. Like, that's a Zemos quality. A little bit. Right? It's a little Zemo. Where he's like, I, you know, you shouldn't exist. Like, that kind of thing. It's the quality of They've already any, done it. like, extremist, right? Where mm-hmm. you just think all of this shouldn't exist. Like, it's an extremist mentality. Yeah. Which is why Gort is not, like, a hero, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they're they're going to do that. Um, I know, obviously, Christian Bell will probably act the fuck out of it, which is very exciting. Um, and hopefully we get some more, like, Batman grunts. Uh, that'll be very good. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... It, they're trying to do a lot with that movie, and I really am curious how they can pull that off. Because um, that's... That is a hard story to tell. Because it doesn't have, like Bron said, it doesn't have much to... At least in the comics. Granted, they you know have a creative license; they can change it to whatever they want to fit the MCU. Um, but like, it doesn't have much with Gore hating Thor. It has Gore hating gods. So, from what I remember, it's basically like a lot of it focuses on his character, which, like you said, is going to be difficult to do in a movie. Yeah, and all this hardship he endures, and there's almost a Conan the Barbarian esque moment where he's like, "Crom, if you help me, then." You know, good, but if you don't, that's to hell with you. Yeah. And I always thought Schwarzenegger would be a great gore because <laughs> of that scene from Conan. So he has this, like, his entire life sucks. And then uh, somebody important to him dies. And I forget that character. I'm sorry. Somebody I think in chat it's will his know. Son, maybe? Yeah. Member, somebody, like, yeah, somebody he's, like, very attached to. I thought it was, like, a brother. It could be a son, dies. And he prays to the, like, gods and is, like, you know, but that person still dies. And after that, he's, like, gods are are shit so i'm just gonna go kill all of them because they've done nothing for me so if you don't do a good job on the first part of that which is like mm-hmm. man life has really taken a dump on this guy it's hard to carry the audience with him you know to it like and like kind of root for him and like i can understand why this guy hates god but the important thing with gore is when he starts out, he kills a lot of crappy gods. Right. It, it, like, isn't it like one of them causes plagues? It's like a god of, like, death, a god of fear, god of, like, things that you're like, oh, I would kill that god, too. Yeah, fuck But then he god. starts going into, like, <laughs> the god of harvest and agriculture. And you're like, wait, why this guy? <laughs> yeah. It goes, like, south pretty quickly. <laughs> he just goes crazy. He just goes crazy. Um, someone in chat brings up a, uh, a point, uh, Slevin Razor says, do you think they'll mention or introduce the all black at all? The symbiote that is infused with gore that kind of gives them his power to kill the gods. Does that, I mean, I, he's got to have some sort of power, right? Like he can't just go out there killing gods because he's immortal. <laughs> he's got to have the power. Again, that's, that's, that's a lot to introduce. So much more. 
Yeah, yeah, because isn't that also his weapon? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like becomes? I, the I don't know if he has a sword or if it like becomes the sword. It's, it's yeah, all like, black. The necro sword is is the uh, mm. the item essentially. Also, I don't know how they do all this. Things. I don't know how they do it all. I don't know how they pull it off. It feels like it's going to end up being dark elves all over again. Like that's <laughs> right? my worry. They were going to yeah. be like the dark elves. We're like, there's so much to work with there, and they were like, you yeah, know, they're they're bad and they want things dark. The end. Period. That's all the story that mattered. Yeah. You're like, what? No. Yeah. I don't know. Do they have the rights to use the word symbiote? You know, that's a good point. They might. Sony might still have that shit on lockdown. They very well could. What if they just say like all of his hatred and self-loathing created this amorphous gunk? <laughs> that is the, the MCU version of, of symbiote amorphous gunk. Yeah. What if, what if they Ghostbusters to it? Like people <laughs> hatred is feeding it, and they just do that with the necrosaur. The, the, there is some trust that I have, at least in Taika, to like handle that with both uh, uh, nerd love and also making fun of it at the same time to where it like, it's not a big deal, right? Where, mm. you know, he could say like, oh yeah, this is all about hatred, blah, blah, blah. Then he'll crack a joke and you're like, all right, come on. Let's, this is great. Let's move forward. Um, but yeah, I don't, that'll be a weird movie. Uh, there's a lot that could potentially go on there. Um I, I want to say that I saw a headline talking about the fact that it would be a long movie as well. And I think it would just have to be at this point because um, there's so much shit going on uh, with the, the villain of Gore. Um, and I, we mentioned Natalie Portman. This is a photo from her on set. She's been Yo. hulking out. She's swole as fuck. Uh, <laughs> she's getting buff. Um, and it's already been talked about the fact that she'll be playing some sense of the Lady Thor um so a lot going on i don't maybe thor maybe gore kills thor or something and she has to take over i don't even know like why why in the comics does lady thor happen bronze do you know off the top of your she head she has cancer what she has cancer and, and it yeah it's actually like the jane foster thors are really intense because basically when she does not summon like the Thor power, she's like actively dying. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's it's really intense. So if you like, I want to put that trigger warning on it. If you've ever dealt with a loss from cancer stuff, those comics are a tough read. Because I, as I'm tearing up, remember it. Because I, I've definitely dealt with that, and so it, it's like every time she's not actively in Thor mode, she is in a hospital bed dying so that it's like I, I i recommend it but i'm also like it's it's just a lot if you have had any experience with that it's 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 a really heavy comic but i think that also gives weight to like why she's such a good thor if that makes sense because i think like i don't know how to put it into words i think they do a really good job like giving her like very pure motivations and making her her own amazing thor in her own right alongside like odin's son right I don't know if they're going to bring that into the into the MCU. That's like a question I've kind of been asking myself is like, well, is she going to have cancer in the movies or are they going to put that aside? And if they do, is that a good thing or a, a bad thing? Right. I, I don't know. It would be kind of uh, like it, it would suck if she's like, hey, Jane's back. By the way, I've got cancer. So 
like, I, I don't know how I you wonder, introduce that. I wonder if Disney would, you know, like do the Disneyified version, which is the interaction with the goop that was inside of her in the one movie in yeah. Dark World. The, the like, that, reality like, stone? was a sickness. Yeah. yeah, so like the reality stone, like she has a sickness that's under, like it's indeterminate what this sickness is. That way they don't have to like, bring the real world depression of like oh cancer sucks like instead they can marvelize it and be like well it's a magic disease <laughs> and only jane has it you know like that kind of thing I, yeah who knows yeah yeah i mean they someone chat brought up a good point that they did do that with star lord the thing with jane is that it's True. like prolonged because um basically every time she turns into thor right or activates like the thor power when she comes back to her human form it's she's in a worse condition because mm. something about this is the part i get fuzzy something about activating the thor power like it undoes her chemotherapy so like she's not actively undergoing treatment while she's thor or whatever uh. and then when she comes back she's actually worse so being thor makes her strong but also actively kills her gotcha again so there's like, a lot it's a going real on in sacrifice yeah yeah there's like a real sacrifice there which is why the decisions she makes as thor are like she's a little bit more almost like righteous than than odin's son is because she's actively killing herself to to do good mm. in the form of thor sure yeah that's fascinating I've, I've, i heard that question too where it's like well if being thor makes her not have cancer why isn't she just thor all the time and it's like well because <laughs> thor's gotta be thor yeah 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 do you think we come out of this movie and there's like multiple thors or is this like can there only be one thor or do we get like do you think we're so far along in phase phase four i, I, I didn't mean for that to sound as silly as it does uh that they're just like oh yeah no we're gonna have multiple thors that's fine multiverse I, exists i think they will drop hints but i don't think we'll be there yet i feel like this is them dipping toes yeah in the water to see what sort of the vibe is about like yeah yeah no there's like 80 thors <laughs> like okay sure i have no clue yeah we'll have to see i mean that's 2022 so like i said eternals will be out uh black mm -hmm. widow obviously will be out um what is the other big is, movie? Guardians, I think, is next summer. Guardians is after this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Guardians holiday special, I think, is before? I don't yes, know. Yes. I, no I think the Guardians holiday special, they said, will lead into the next Guardians, uh, which uh, James Gunn, I think, that was the next bit of news, the last bit of news. Uh, James Gunn confirms that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume, Volume 3 will start filming later this year. Um. Someone in chat saying that Guardians is 2023, so maybe that's maybe that's holiday then 2022 for that holiday special. Um, yeah, I don't think having multiple is a bad thing because I think one of the issues I have with the comics sometimes is that they kind of make it seem like in order to have a Jane Foster Thor, granted this wasn't the case, but like in order to have that, then we can't have you know Odin's son, which I would like to set the precedent. I would like the MCU to set the precedent. Like, no, no, no. We can have Jane Foster Thor and we can still have Hemsworth doing the Hemsworth thing. Like one does not have to replace the other. Right. Just like, you, because know, I, f I feel like that's like a really important, you know, stance to take mm -hmm. in some ways. 
because I think sometimes people don't understand that like just because one version of a character exists doesn't mean that another one doesn't. Miles Morales can 100% exist alongside Peter Parker and introducing one does not immediately have to remove the other. Right. Now, we'll see what they do with Hawkeye in that regard too because Kate Bishop, I think, is a great Hawkeye, but we'll we'll see because didn't Jeremy Renner get into some negative press recently? Oh, he did? I didn't know that. He does frequently yeah the internet not a yeah. fan of renner oh the internet's not a fan of renner and they're saying like they should he should be recast wow so like, well, i don't see that in his case we might get a kate bishop instead i mean it makes sense that's the you know if i mean e- even in, in falcon and the winter soldier we had the next falcon uh appear right in like the first episode um as kind of like the falcon's buddy um or or uh, military like in training um rank yeah. below type person so there might be uh something like that um as as reggie uh points out in chat they're they're potentially setting up young avengers and thunderbolts as well uh but we'll get to that here when we start discussing the actual show uh or episode four i should say uh the last rumor or the first and last rumor i guess uh for this week captain marvel 2 Reportedly begins filming next week. Uh, the working title was revealed to be Goat Rodeo for production, uh, which everyone previously thought was going to be Ant-Man 3. Um, so that is, if we take a look at the calendar, I think that this is the most updated one. Uh, this is everything planned up till a certain point, uh, <laughs> at least has dates. So yeah, Captain Marvel 2 has the release date of November 11th, 2022. So that makes sense for them to, to start filming here pretty soon. Um, Thor is already filming and has been filming uh, for some time now. Um, Jesus, my dog's going crazy this morning. So I guess that makes sense for them to start filming a little bit before uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man will probably follow sometime this summer, I would reckon. I think Ant-Man also films out of... I think they mostly film in Georgia for all of their stuff. Um, So that makes sense. Ollie, what do you want? I can't even... Like... Looking at this schedule is crazy. There's so many movies coming out in a lot. the next three years. I'm all I'm saying is I understand why they would want to bring on younger people because we're talking a ten year arc, right? We're gonna end up ten years from now someplace totally different if that if what they want to happen happens. Yeah. And so I mean, you gotta have people that can still be in it ten years from now. Right. This is gonna be well, they're I mean, introducing new it. actors like She-Hulk is. Yeah. Uh, I have a terrible time pronouncing her name. T- Tatiana something or other. She was in Black Orphan, which oh, is. And yeah. if you've never seen that show, watch two or three episodes because she basically plays every character in it. And I'm not making. She plays like seven or eight different characters, and they're all vastly different. And she's very, very good in that. Um, so I'm this very is, excited to see her in She-Hulk. The schedule is great. I love everything about this. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Uh, and some of this mm-hmm. might be outdated. Um, I think there's also, someone sent it to us after last week's show, um, all the way up until the end of the year, every single week there's something else coming out. Whether it's mm-hmm. a new episode, whether it's a movie, whether it's a making of, um, there's always something mm-hmm. new to talk about. So, yeah, we've got a busy so couple of years. For- 
Shang-Chi and Blade. Blade, though, is not going to be rated R. Did you see that? It's going to be a PG-13. Oh, it's it's going to be a PG-13 Blade. Wait, wait. I think that's because vampires turn to dust when you slice them up. Oh. I think that I think that might be because there's like they don't have to do gore to have him like slicing and dicing. They better and and maybe it's just a swear word thing. Maybe it'll be. I feel uh, like with with yeah. vampire stuff, you have that like weird space where slaughtering them to pieces doesn't. It's not like a, a viscera parade, right? Like <laughs> you can like cut off their hands and it just like turns to dust and stuff like that. So it could be something along those lines where he's out here just slicing and dicing fools, but it's just dust, which the allows only- them to be really gnarly with it. Look, they, it doesn't have to be rated R. I just want a reference or the line ice skating uphill. They need to, they need to put that in there. <laughs> They need to have that in there, or it's not Blade <laughs> to me. It's not Blade. I need to hear about motherfuckers skating, ice skating uphill. Well, they get one F bomb. Yeah, so maybe that'll it, be the it. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think my favorite is when he tells the vampire, like, your mascara is running. When he's, when he's like, I don't know why. Dude. Wesley Snipes, why do I love you so much? That just the whole way he says, your mascara is running. I'm like, <sighs> I. Those movies, I need to go back and watch those movies. Ryan Reynolds was in Blade Three. Actually, come to think, he of was. It. Yeah, yes, Deadpool he was. himself. Uh, also, who was the uh, the female lead in that? Uh, Beale. Yeah, Jessica Beale. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was buff as hell? She was. Well, both her and Ryan Reynolds were both just like jacked out of their minds. They were just fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's multiple cool. moments, multiple minutes of film where it's just close ups of them with like sweat skin and that's it just like slow pan of like ryan reynolds abs or like (laughs) jessica bill's arms or chest just in slow motion with sweat Sweat on them skin yeah yeah i think that's a large percentage of that movie and then the old guy dies spoilers that's all i remember for that movie (laughs) i don't recall much else that man dies i think in every movie though i think in every movie he dies yeah that's probably true like and then bring him bring him back yeah that's probably true uh, I'll link this up in uh, in the the chat here, um, and I think it's if if you're one to if you're watching the VOD or anything, just go to I think direct.com and they have all this stuff. But yeah, that's the current uh, schedule for the upcoming years. So we will see. I also don't know how they're going to do Eternals. I don't know what Eternal like Eternals once again a movie that spans literal millennia. Uh, so um, I don't know how that goes. Um, and also, what's that, that movie with Tom Hanks? Cloud Atlas. What I is never that saw one that. Where he's like, I never saw that. It's like it spans through centuries. Is that that? Hold on, I gotta look this. What I never saw that. that. I mean, it's not. I don't know that it's a great movie, but it's that kind of vibe. I think. Where it's like it spans the individual lives and past, present, and future. For some reason, I heard yeah. Clown Atlas, and I was like, Cloud oh. Atlas. I'd watch Clown Atlas more than I would watch Cloud Atlas. That would be. <laughs> In the rankings, Clown Atlas would be up there. Clown Atlas is just the Rock the Raccoon standalone movie. There you go. They need, the, that needs yeah. to happen. They need to actually. Are they get... ever going to get into that backstory? Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I, I. They definitely have made a lot of references to it. I also feel like, and uh, talk about tangents. That 
Rocket Raccoon has had like the worst uh, go, especially during all of Endgame, where just literally everyone close to him died <laughs> or got stabbed or had a brutal passing. Um, I'll always remember that moment between him and Thor uh, when Thor's talking about everyone that he's lost and like how Thanos is just a uh, like a, a world-ending person and a long line of world-ending people. And if, you know, he'll clear, he'll kill him too. And then Rocket Raccoon's like, yeah, but what if you don't? And he goes, well, then I'll die. That's fine too. And Rocket's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how are you more depressed than I am? Look at my life, you motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta snap up, Paul. You gotta shape up. Anyways. You guys want to talk about uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode four? Okay, I guess we'll do it. I think it's the best. Are you still looking up Clown Atlas, Jesse? Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Before um, we move on, was that the movie you're talking yeah, about? No. Yeah, it is. Uh, Cloud Atlas. If you want to watch it, it's a movie about like the ripples of effects through time. Like that's the vibe, and it takes place uh, literally spans from like the 1870s, I think, to a to the future then to a post-apocalyptic future it like goes like the hell is it, it goes to, like the 1800s i mean it's like all right it's it, i truly don't remember much about it so that just goes to show exactly what kind of movie it was where i was like i don't remember but what i do remember is like it's tom hanks playing like six or seven characters across time hmm. and they're all like you know there's like a through line through the story and my favorite part i just love the fact that it's like they show you this beautiful future, and it's like the future of man. And then it does one more jump, and it's like the post-apocalypse. And I was like, ah, all right. Have you ever seen The Fountain? I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things to do, by the way, with Hugh Jackman is just imagine that he's playing Wolverine in any movie. So it was Wolverine yeah. in The Fountain. It wasn't Hugh Jackman. It, it's a, it makes for an entertaining. Which, yeah, I love I, yeah. that gif. The gif is the, my favorite thing that ever came out of that movie. Like, oh yeah where he's crying yeah yeah there's a tears, lot of that yeah. in that movie uh, strangely mm -hmm. enough that movie's like pretty emotional uh the fountain don't maybe watch it i can't remember if it's good was that movie good jesse i don't remember at all there's a lot of movies i've seen where i watch it and i'm like all right you'll i'll tell you if a movie's impactful because i can tell you every damn scene that happens i'm like oh but what has happened yeah uh, yeah i don't have that much bandwidth to remember a lot of movies that suck so I think you know. wasn't the plot line of the fountain that he was trying to find a cure for his wife. Um, I think, but it was like a fountain of youth vibe. I don't remember. I don't recall. It's been a while. Wolverine does some weird shit. Let's talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. Speaking of four. emotional. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh this this episode had everything. Uh I mean, let's start with that opening scene. The pan going to Wakanda with the tease in episode three at the very end. We start off, we're in Wakanda. Didn't know what was, you know, I didn't know where they were going with it initially. And then it panned out to the uh, the forest outside the city limits uh, for maybe like the most emotional scene <laughs> that I think has been in the MC. Wow. Like this show, this episode had a lot of like most emotional, yeah. uh, most brutal. Like that was a very rough me. scene. They yeah. got me. I was crying. I was tearing up. And I did not, you know, I know there's no comparison between the two because they're both very different forms of media, but WandaVision never got that out of me. But somehow Bucky didn't. In under a minute, I was like, what is this moisture? Is this, <laughs> what is the, 
You know, the way he's like glaring to the fire. I was like, yeah. Puppy. And I've never been a Winter Soldier stand. And I was like, well, Winter Soldier stands, is there room in the fan club? Because I would like a laminated membership card and a seat. I was just, it was so powerful. I went into it mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is going to be corny. Mm. And stepped out of it like, Yeah, I, I, you know, you're right. I, I think that scene either goes, it either works or it's very, very corny. And that's a very thin line. Um, yeah. And I feel like Sebastian Stan like acted the fuck out of that scene. And it was in a, in a less than a minute moment. It was like really got to the point like Man, this guy's been through some shit. He's, he's seen some shit. Now he's on the other side. <laughs> that <laughs> smile, that like. That like smile immediate cut was perfect editing. Yeah. Whoever did that, where you like, you're just about to see a smile cut. I was like, oh, they're on it today. They brought the A game for this episode. I was in it. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a theory that I was sharing with Bronze before. There was some, there's some sexual tension there. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me read. Let me read. Are like, Maybe we should read this here. This, uh, the DM from Jesse that me and Bronze received. Are you okay with this, Jesse? Oh, me talking about, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some precursor to this, which won't make sense, but it still sets up. Uh, You better tell them I ride or die Bucky style for bronze. Like I would be falling off movie train, be a mind slave for 60 years, and then go through sexual tension filled reprogramming at the hand of the Dora Milaje for her. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do for bronze. 60 years. Yeah, see, that's so beautiful. That's so Oh, I got God. you. I got you. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but like, I'm. I, I I thought it was just like me being me. I was like, there's like, she's like really proud. They must have had like this connection when she was helping deprogram him. There's something there. And then after their scene where she's like walking around him and she's like, you know, why'd you do this? We trusted you. Like, why'd you release him? As she walks away, she does that kind of like look back. I was like, oh. Well, uh, I bet they was I bet they was smooching. You know, Br- Bronze talked about it last episode and this idea that uh and and not something I had thought about at all, but it definitely stuck with me uh and and I think was highlighted this episode is like the uh, Wakanda is the first place that Bucky has really felt like uh is a home to him. And I think yeah. this scene, uh the opening scene and the scene afterwards where he was talking uh with her is like nails that. Uh, and really hammers at home, um, mm-hmm. and it was great. It it was uh, it was awesome to see that. Um, I guess the the acting moment from Stan and, and really, like Bron said, it made me a huge Bucky fan. Um, now now I in a lot of ways am rooting, though the episode what happens later in the episode kind of pulled me back over to Sam. Now I kind of want him to get the shield, right? Like they're both expressing. Uh, <laughs> captain america vibes to where i don't know who should get the shield and who should carry it on um mm. it was really good it was a really good uh scene for sure um, it was nice to see that the respect was kind of mutual too because mm. where the last episode ended i was like wow this is like kind of some of the only authority that winter soldier respects right like he sees the dora and he holds loyalty to them over the others because he doesn't immediately go and say, they're following us. He goes and talks to her first, almost like out of respect. Totally. But it was interesting to see that the Dora also respects him in a way. 
And that I think that's also what came across in that fire scene where I think we saw from like the scuffle later that they don't need to approach Bucky or talk to him or say, we'll give you eight hours. They could swoop in at any point in time, beat the brakes off of those boys <laughs> and take Zemo. And they're, yeah. it's, it's almost like a, like a camaraderie respect to be like, we're giving you eight hours. After that, we do things our way. And as evidenced in the later scene, you realize that's not an empty threat. They could have come in right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't give a, yeah. The Dormelage do not fuck around. Um, I, I also think, you know, you're talking about mutual respect. Um, I expected, and I think this happens in so many different shows where, like, one character knows more than the other characters and they keep it from them until, like, the crucial moment and then it's revealed. No, like, ten minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Wakanda's here and they want Zemo. So we got that now like we got to figure that out and <laughs> they're just like oh great i guess we need to uh yeah he didn't keep it from them uh which i i think also shows uh like bucky's character advancement now like he knew there was no reason to keep that right like he just hmm. he just shared it um which i thought was a little bit uh out of character jesse you're thinking what are you thinking i had like you said a th- you said something Okay. About like knowledge, and I had like a brain. I'm not gonna say brain fart, but I had like a brain epiphany. Okay. So, I think, and this just might be me reading way too much into this show. Okay. I feel like Mephisto is in the show. So I think Mephisto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it feels like the way they tell story in this show is is there's like uh, you were saying about like this balance of power and the like. I imagine. I don't know if it's like a seesaw, but I feel like every episode there is a power balance being played out and whoever has the knowledge or thinks they know stuff is not only the lead character like of that episode, but they like have the power of that. episode. like the first episode is Sam. Sam knows what's up. Sam knows what's going on. uh, and, And Bucky's kind of like along for the ride. And the second episode, it starts to switch. The power starts to switch where now it's like, Bucky is starting to like, he kind of is taking over because Sam is like, I don't know, they're a super soldier people, right? And so Bucky's like, this is where I come in. So he starts taking over. Yeah. And then the third episode is like, Zemo comes in with the power. He's like, I know everything. And then we see that Sam and Bucky kind of like are secondary to Zemo's machinations. And in this one, I think what we saw was that Every like the three of them all thought they they knew stuff right. Like Sam thought he knew like how to connect with the flag smashers, and Bucky th- like <laughs> Bucky thought he knew how to handle the door melage, and then Zemo thought he knew how to like control Bucky and Sam. But really, none of them were in control this episode, and that's why everything goes to shit. Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's like me reading way too into it, but I love that like like a the good power point. balance of what goes on with the episodes is interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah they they have done a really good job of you know the show's called falcon and the winter soldier but it's definitely they've spread the focus and the character development um evenly across everyone uh in the entire yeah. show and that goes for new characters old characters everyone gets the spotlight uh mm-hmm. which is awesome and they've done a really good job of and i think that's also just something marvel's learned how to do over the years right because like you go back to some of the earlier films and they didn't do a good job of that but yeah, they've they've definitely learned how to do that, and I think the show is a, a you know a, an apex for them and and how to because everything Jesse just said was was true in terms of who holds the power. Um, yeah, 
It's like noticeable. Go back and watch. Like each episode, there's one character sort of a step ahead of everyone. Yeah. And and in screen time as well. And then something happens and that character falls back and another character steps forward. Yeah. And then and then this episode, each character had their like Zemo had a moment where he stepped forward, and Sam had a moment where he stepped forward, and Bucky stepped forward. But in the end, they all had to step back because everyone else came at them. And it was like, oh, you don't know nothing. Like your knowledge power balance is way off because everyone else, the Dormelage came and kicked all your asses, <laughs> right? You have this like rogue Captain America character who you don't control. And, and then you're also trying to control the Flag Smashers to like reach them, but you can't with all these other things. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great like, oh, you welcome to we're entering the final act because you all screwed up. Yeah. What am I? It was almost like a D&D game in that context. Oh, yeah. Very true. Where there's like a time for every person to shine, which is totally. like how a good D and D game should go, right? Like every class yep. should have their moment to be like, yeah. "This is my job." Yeah, very true. Uh, one of the like silly moments uh, that I don't think was trying to be silly was when Zemo, Bucky, and Sam go and try to find more about uh, the adoptive mother, and mm-hmm. Bucky and Sam are just walking. Around. Hey, do you? Do you know anything about, you know, no, no. And, and they just like, like gets up the... and walks away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, what the, f-? like they're, they gotta be better. And then, then it cuts to Zemo and Zemo's like singing nursery rhymes to this girl. And I was like, what the, is he just about to kill everyone here? <laughs> like, this is so creepy. And he had some, some I... fucking candy. Like, what the fuck? I need to say this. I need to say this and get this out of the way. Turkish delight is the creepiest of all candies. Yeah. Just put it out there. I agree. Every time someone's like Turkish delight, they're trying to kidnap a kid. Every yeah. time. He, gave, he, did, he had big child snatcher vibes there. Like it was creepy as fuck, man. You're, you're no, either did. like an ice queen or you're a Zemo. You're kidnapping kids if you give them Turkish. Turkish delight is evil candy. It may be He's delicious. Also- it may be. Yeah. But it's evil. Yeah. The way he says it's irresistible, and he's wearing a yeah. trench coat. He like alludes it, it was... to it. It was it was like what the like. I remember the that three is... of them are talking, and I think he asked Sam if he wants a Turkish delight, and I was like, I looked he's at Aaron. He's trying to kidnap Sam. Yeah, I looked oh, at Aaron, yeah, and I was like, delight. why the fuck are they focusing on Turkish delight? <laughs> like, is this like some weird sponsor plug or something? I'm telling you, it was so it's weird. It got. It got Mr. Tumness and everyone else is going to get those <laughs> yeah. kids too. Turkish Delight's awesome. evil. It was so but weird. But I think, I think it was, here's what I think the mark they were trying to meet that didn't really come across. I think it was trying to be that because he's been at the receiving end of that kind of oppression, sure. he knows how to relate to those people on their level. However, it did not read like that. When a creepy man in a trench coat is singing, Baba yeah. black sheep with a bag of candy to children. And the camera's You're slowly not like... zooming in behind his shoulder, then, like oh. And then he's talking about how his child loved Turkish delight and his child is no longer. It's like, is he gonna steal this girl? That was <laughs> weird. It was real strange. It wasn't the, the wholesome. Of I don't candy. know if they were aiming for wholesome. I don't know what because that was my interpretation. I was like, maybe oh, they okay. were trying to allude to like oh he knows like how to talk to these people because like technically he's kind of been there you know yeah and i was like that's not how that scene around yeah it was it was a weird tone shift um it, it made me wonder if that scene like 
if you think about reshoots and, and reframing of like a character or story arc, if that was like gen one of Zemo and that was like a direction they took him, and then they filmed the dance scene in gen two and they're like, wait a minute, this is much better. <laughs> like we should go gen two Zemo, but they left that in there because there's no way that they, they didn't film the actual scenes where they could get the information from the girl to go to the funeral type deal. And so they just had to include it. I don't know. It was a weird whiplash of child snatcher vibe Zemo. Like it, it. I mean, I guess it's supposed to remind us that Zemo is a bad guy at the end of the day. Like it was a creepy scene. It was a scene where you're like, oh, this is a bad dude. Like he's yeah. he's using these kids. And, and I don't know. I, I, I'm, I definitely didn't walk away like that Zemo. What a crazy guy. I was like. Oh, this guy can't be trusted. This guy yeah. is singing "Baba blah, blah, Black well, Sheep" all evil. And maybe all that's... E- only evil people sing "Baba blah, blah, Black Sheep." I don't know this why those worst. children didn't scream and run. Yeah. Like <laughs> he had Turkish, you know? Turkish, yeah, Turkish delights, delights they're like delicious and irresistible. The Ron. siren song of kidnapping. <laughs> they were, they were. He was like, oh, like Lori the men. They saw that Turkish delight and were like, "Is that <laughs> Turkish delight?" He was like, "Oh, it gets you." You gotta watch out. If anyone ever offers you Turkish delight, you are dead in 24 hours. Well, there were it adults around this. <laughs> exactly. He's like walking kidnapped. through the camp. Everyone's watching him. And I think the best thing is hard cut to like Bucky and Sam. And they're like, what's that about? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, what the fuck is he doing? And same. Yeah. Same. Well, Why aren't you stopping him? And, and He's even, like thinking of children. It was weird too because uh, he comes back. And they're like, what was that about? And he's like, nothing. And then five minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that little girl told me where the funeral is. So that's why. Wait, when he comes back, doesn't he say I love kids? Which also, I was like, what the hell? But this man, where's Chris Hansen? Oh, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe I blocked that on my memory. Yeah. I feel like he said, I think, maybe I'm filling it in with, like, my horror <laughs> recollection. But I feel like he says something like, cute kids, or I love kids, or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, as he like walks by, like cute kids. It's like maybe you might be right. That does sound like someone in chat line. says he says sweet kids, sweet kids, <laughs> cute kids, something like that. Yeah. Look, it was a weird thing. Uh, I I guess if it was a reminder that like Zemo is actually a bad guy, it it fulfilled that. But or or I mean, a definitely... manipulative person maybe is another aspect of it, right? Because he definitely manipulated those kids for information. But yeah, maybe that's the thing. Yeah. 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 Because she, because that girl, I mean, look, I don't know the life of someone struggling through displacement and, and being a refugee, but he gave her candy. And like a few hours later, she's like, I will lead you to where the things are. Oh, thanks for the 500 bucks or whatever. Like she was on Team Zemo so quickly. Yeah. I was like, he got that Turkish delight, got this girl. She was like, <laughs> Turkish delight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird daughter. It was a weird thing. Uh, it made sense in the like story of the episode, uh, but it was definitely a little bit of a like tone whiplash from fucking Zemo cut being released the same week that you get to see him like hang out with some kids. I also, so. I also had a question about as they're going around in the building looking for people, everyone gets up and just walks away. Yeah. Oh, it was and they comical. Keep, and they keep they keep walking. I assume they're all going to where? Like, is there one room? Just go to that room. Open the door. All right. Now that you're all here, let me ask you about it. Like, where are they? Why doesn't he just follow them? Instead, he's just like, 
hmm, I guess I'll go in opposite direction. Yeah. Like, just ask them, Sam. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I think maybe the Zemo scene was to show that, like, the other two are more transparent with their motives and they have, like, rules they'll follow and Zemo won't. He'll do what needs to be done to achieve his ultimate goal. Whereas it's they're true. like, obviously, we're not going to talk to the kids. That would be inappropriate. If someone doesn't want to talk to us, we'll let them disengage, you know, to piggyback off of what you were saying, Jesse. I think for, sure. for Zemo, it's like, yo, this dude is willing to do stuff. The other two are not to get the info he needs. He doesn't care. Yeah, it's a very good point. There was still a weird Even a scene. Creepy Bob Bob Black Sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, I think the singing only made the scene, and obviously they were going for this, but it made the scene like 10x worse. Where it was just like if he just went up and offer him candy, I'd be like, all right, sure, kids like candy. Zemo's kind of weird. But the fact that he was fucking singing a nursery rhyme while doing it. And those kids don't enjoy nursery rhymes. They were like 10 and 12. They were playing yeah. fucking Pokemon. He should have given them cards or something. <laughs> yeah, but Here, let me tell Pikachu. you. Here's a Pikachu. Tell me where this funeral's at. <laughs> it got, it got the kid's attention long enough yeah. for him to be like, Turkish delight. And they were like, <laughs> and That was it. And then it was over. He got him. He lured him in. I can never enjoy over, Turkish like, what's delight. This creep, what's this creep doing? They looked over and he was like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, after that, uh, I think we had my favorite scene uh of um falcon thus far when he's talking to carly uh that, that was, was literally great. him just being captain america it was the most captain america scene of he literally Sam. said captain america lines yeah yeah it was it was a great moment it also highlighted the fact that um when you first are introduced to falcon back in the winter soldier or wait was it civil war or winter soldier i think it's winter soldier winter um, soldier yeah when you're first introduced to him that he used to be like a, a vet counselor um, and mm-hmm. that like came into play there. Um, and it was just a great scene of, uh, between the two of them. Unfortunately it got interrupted and like that whole plan was went askew. Um, but I definitely think like Carly was, it was resonating with her, right? Like she was starting to see like, all right, maybe this Sam guy, maybe this Falcon guy's like not really out to get me. Maybe I should listen to him. And then it got fucked up, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I think they did a great job of humanizing, uh the entire like resistance i guess um because even what I, what i actually loved is like carly's crew mm. uh i know that one of them one of the guys has like a huge twitter presence now really he's been tweeting out a bunch of stuff yeah 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 um he's been tweeting out like a bunch of stuff about like you know the behind the scenes thing i think he, sh- he has like a piece of the shield he tweeted out about and so like reading his story and then like seeing him in this episode and that whole group of like her her dudes it's interesting to see you know, all of them be very humanized. And I mean, even dropping the, like, you know, I was a Captain America fan as a kid. Like, that stuff, I think, is so neat the way they're setting them up that, I mean, obviously, it's going to end badly for all of them. But, yeah, like, one of them it's already, interesting. But yeah. Yeah. And it's the guy who liked Captain America. I thought it that was, was great. Yeah. I thought that the was irony. a great touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> always looked up to Captain America. And, uh, yeah, mm, the final scene happens. We'll get to there. it. Yeah, yeah. He, but technically, I mean, yeah, he did. He did look up at Captain America. Yes, that's true. That's true. So uh, messed up. after the Sam scene with Carly, um, we had a little bit of because uh, Walker shows up, interrupts, have a little bit of a chase scene. <clears throat> um, it's always a little bit strange to me. I don't know if you guys get this. Uh, when you watch like Winter Soldier or 
some of the the, the run. The Are you super talking about the run? Yes, the run. Or or the stair jump. The stair jump was also strange because like they just he just jumped up a flight of stairs. Um, but mm-hmm. also the run. It looks like they looks like they speed up. Like they keep the background slow, but they speed up the footage of him running or something like that. So the background looks normal. And so he runs really fast. Um, it's it's weird. I don't know it's a little off-putting. Is, I don't know if this is how they still do it. But in order to do that run effect on other movies, they have like a run pad the actor's running on. And then they drag it with a car in front. Oh. So it's like they're running, but then they just scoot him along even faster. I don't know if they do that anymore, but I feel like that's what the stuntmen would do is they would like, Start running on like kind of like a makeshift uh, treadmill, and then a car would pull it, and so it would look like they were zooming along and they green screen all of it out. That's yeah. got to be destabilizing. Oh, it's got to be tough could as you hell. Just, could you just imagine? I mean, I have so much respect for stunt actors, but could you just imagine? That would be I tough. imagine it's one of those like don't focus on the ground, like close, like just close your eyes and run, or look forward and run. Yeah. I have no clue. I have no clue what that would be like. But maybe they don't do that. Maybe it's all CG now. Who knows? Can't yeah. tell you. It, it's it's definitely a little bit awkward to see. But I guess it would be awkward just to see someone running that fast to begin with. So maybe that's fine, and, and maybe that's the point. Um, but like in a lot of those scenes, it to see uh, Bucky just like scale those stairs right after Carly jumps those stairs, it was evocative of like X Men One for me to like see them do it back then. Like, it hasn't gotten any better, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But it was still fine, regardless. Uh, I thought that whole scene was uh, was cool. Combat was great. Um, and then at the very end, Zemo... Like, was Zemo ready to kill Walker? Like, he shot him, right? Like, he he did damage to to no. Walker, didn't he? Um, well, Before he I, got knocked... Would... Or no, who was, who was he shooting? Because he got knocked out by the shield. He was shooting um Carly. He was uh, shooting Carly. A- Aloy. Yeah, Carly Aloy. Carly. Yeah, yeah. He was shooting Carly. No, yo, Aloy. let's make that happen, by make the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot he shot Carly, stepped on all the vials, and then he get hit. He got hit really brutally on the side of the temple by the fucking shield yeah. out of nowhere. I thought I thought that was a fantastic like what a great Zemo scene. And that it gives you exactly who his character is. Like he walks up to those vials. He sees those vials. And they, the camera even gives you that, like, will he, won't he? Like, is he going to grab one of these things? Yeah. And he's so, conv- like, his convictions are so firm. When he stepped on those vials, I was like, damn, this dude really does hate superpowered people. <laughs> he's like, I would rather no one ever have this. Which is, I think, the it's it's an interesting foil to sort of what happens immediately afterwards with like there's one vial left now what do i do and he's like i want that yeah yeah 100 well, and, and at in that moment carly also runs away and he has ample opportunity to continue shooting her and he doesn't because like this is more important to him making sure that there's no more and he'll deal right. with her later yeah it was a really good scene for sure um that that shot the the head though like I couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe he survived that. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> I like how they play it off as a joke. Because yeah. then later he's got like a towel on his head, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, like right in the scene." <laughs> it's not like- <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it was- if, that, if he was an alien, he would have been de- decapitated. Yeah. If he, if he was not a human, he would have. He would have died Marvel style. He would have like exploded. That yeah. hit like that with that shield. Yeah. That cuts. That would cut his head. Like, the, like that would scalp this dude. He'd, be, he'd have no. His brain would be there. 
I, I skipped Crazy. over it, but I also forgot the moment that I really enjoyed uh, when Walker is first introduced and they're in kind of the, the boiler room and uh, Walker walks over to Zemo and like handcuffs him to the, the, I don't know, some metal pipe. And I don't think anyone ever thought that like that was going to keep Zemo in that spot. There's no way yeah. that he can't get out of it. And of course, they just go back to it. It's just the handcuffs are, are just sitting there, standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene was also very good, but yeah, um, of course, like I, I knew from the episode one when they introduced Walker that like he was going to get super soldier serum, right? Like that was where U.S. Agent, man, it was yeah. good. It was going to happen. Yeah, Th- that's where he was going. It was going to happen. Um, I thought the scene uh, where he like sees the vial off uh, on its own uh, away from the smashed one was cool, and like everyone knows that moment. Like, oh. Okay, he's got to take it. Because um, I think there was even some discussion between uh, Lamar and him, right? Th- there was a lot of yeah. discussion around this idea of like, hey, would you take the super soldier soon? Uh, Zemo asked Sam, and without any hesitation, Sam's like, no. And Zemo's like, oh, okay, that's, that's, he even makes reference like, oh, you said that without hesitation. And then mm-hmm. it goes to like the other conversation between Lamar and and Walker. And... Lamar's like, hell yes, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, I would. I would. without question, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like cool because it shows. I think for the longest time, these these side characters, whether that's like War Machine or Falcon, have kind of been crapped on as like, oh, they're the sidekicks. Sidekicks aren't important; they're just kind of there. Does the Falcon even need his own show? These are conversations that have actually happened. And I think like those conversations in the in this episode were really important because they show that like half of or part of why Captain America is Captain America is because of Bucky and Sam. Bucky when he's younger and Sam when he's older. Older, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like part of like anytime he has these questions or or you know crises of of you know what do what's the right choice? He has the support system push him in the right direction. And we see with Battlestar for the longest time that he is trying to, but then in some ways that character is flawed and that leads to Captain America being flawed. Like it's really deep because it shows why the Falcon is an important character. Yep. Because if Captain America at any point in time, if he if he were to ask his Falcon, you know, would you take the super soldier serum? We now know Sam would say no. And that kind of informs like why we we got the cap we got versus like this current do- great value version of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, I I really love that scene between Zemo and and Falcon as well, because um, in a lot of ways I, I felt like Zemo was kind of testing him, uh, and and like I think Zemo, especially when we look at Bucky. Uh, and and he even makes reference to Captain America being like the exception to the rule, right? Like mm-hmm. he he was a super soldier that like did everything uh, the right way or or, or handled it correctly. And I think Zemo is okay with Bucky having it, and I think with how Sam answers it, um, Zemo would be okay with Sam having it as well. I don't think we're gonna get Sam with super soldier serum. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. But I think if it happens, Zima would be like, okay, great. You're an exception to the rule. You can, I will let you live. I won't hunt you down. I don't know that I, I, don't know that I buy that. Really? I don't know that I, I buy that. I feel like he got his answer. I feel like he got his answer. I think Zima would be like, you're a liar. 
Uh, yeah, and then if somehow Sam was like, and now I have it, Zemo would be like, you're a liar. Would you like some Turkish candy? And he'd be like, no. You got to do the it. head tilt. You got to do the head tilt, remember? I love that they roasted him for that. I know yeah. that's like such a Marvel move to like do that little jab at a character. Yeah. But like, what a great moment where like, it's his head thing. And he just goes. He fixes it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very cute. I yeah. was like, all right. <clears throat> head tilt comment was very good. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that that whole sequence of events between the two parties about the the super soldiers serum was fantastic. Uh, but then yeah. the best part of the entire episode happens when the Dora Milaje show up, and we get a little scuffle between Captain America and Winter Soldier gets in there, and they just fucking dominate everyone. They just they just show up and just shit all over people, and it's great. I <coughs> it was so I, I good. The best the best part was Sam. And and uh, Bucky are like, we're gonna stay out of this They're fight and let these two guys get beat up. But then the door and the are like, we're gonna kill these dudes. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And that's when they jump in. I thought that was like a really interesting thing. They were just like, oh, we don't mind killing these guys. And they're like, you can't kill them. But they're like, but like, how else are we gonna beat them? <laughs> I was like, damn! Yeah, these ladies God, are like amazing. It was yeah, so good. Was Every like, line they had was incredible. Where it's like, you don't have jurisdiction here, and it's like, uh, we have jurisdiction wherever the fuck we want, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself uh, oh so good the comment from walker about the knife fight was 10 out of 10 because then we got to see bucky with a knife again and mm-hmm. i'll watch bucky flip knives all day long uh because it's always good and it's the best scene from uh, winter soldier and the entire movie is when that knife fight's happening and he throws it up in the air and catches in continues the fight it's great go look up the gift of that uh what else was there zemo just like sneaking away was great zemo where he's just kind of like I don't need to fucking be here. I'm just going to go in the restroom and go into the sewer and leave. It's great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was also for character development purposes, like Captain America with quotes around it, uh, left that fight and just realized he got his ass kicked by like mere mortals. Like he didn't, he didn't just lose. He got his fucking ass kicked when they threw what that spear great- in between the shield. I was like, Oh, he's done. <laughs> Yeah. He's so pissed. What a great moment of transition for a character. Because I was like, okay, he's going to use, he's obviously going to use that serum. What's going to spark it? Like, what is the thing? And the fact that it's literally just like he got his ass kicked by normal, everyday people. Although yep. normal is a relative term, but like by normal. not super powered, <clears throat> just like a bunch of badasses. He got his ass kicked and he was like, no. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. You know what's interesting there? It actually kind of betrays his lack of respect for them because Bucky also got bodied. Oh, Sam yeah. Sam also got bodied. Everyone did. You don't see Sam is a, or sorry, Bucky's a super soldier and she knocked his arm off and walked away like he was nothing. Yep. Right? So you don't see them having this existential crisis over being, but you, you notice that scene is actually kind of um, foreshadowed. And that the first thing Walker says to them is like, oh, like with your sticks. He calls the spears sticks. Yeah. And it's very much like you guys aren't shit. So him being defeated by an opponent he doesn't respect is a big part of why he's like, they're not even super soldiers. Oh, my. You don't see Sam and Bucky having a a breakdown because all of them got humbled in that moment. But they respect the Dora. Yeah. And that's a very important part of why they don't have this mental breakdown when they get beaten by them. Cause they're like, well, this is an opponent we respect. I don't mind having my ass beaten by Adora Milaje because I understand they're very skilled warriors. Whereas he's like this woman with a stick. Just 
fucking owned me. It's like that lack of humility is what makes that defeat so terrible to him. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they even, in a lot of ways, showed, I don't want to say disrespect, but it was more just like, hey, we just remember that we just did that when uh, I, I think it was Ao when she like grabs the shield and was like, by the way, this exists because we made it. You motherfucker. Like, this yeah. is in a lot of ways our shield. You could see them kind of like, should we take this? Should we, is this ours? <laughs> like, are we taking she this back She with even us? asked. Yeah. 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 Like, she's like, no, nah, I'll leave it. Yeah. Uh, we got we're more gonna of that. Let you we have don't need it. that. Yeah. 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 So it, it was, uh, that Which was an puts awesome the thing. Stick, it puts the stick disrespect in <clears throat> even bigger regard, right? Because it's like that shield you carry around acting like you're, you know, God's gift to the world. Like, what do you think our spears are made out of? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like what you just called a, a stick. I can't tell if they were trying to do a fake out. Like, I, there's a lot of good character building for, again, our new Captain, you know, air quotes, Captain America. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the scene where he's talking uh, about, you know, he's talking about Star about, like, you know, when we were at war, we could have saved all these people's lives. He just had super. In my mind, I was like, oh, he, he's a character who is going to, you know, something's going to cause him to use the serum so he can, you know, I'm going to be saving lives, like that kind of vibe. But what ends up happening is he does it because he just, like, gets beat up by a bunch of girls. Like, that's that's the the impetus was the immediate trigger. Because I was like, oh, if I was, if I was writing this, it would have been, like, after his friend dies, that's when he's like, I'm not going to let anyone else die. And then he, like, goes down a darker path. But this was like, he was already juiced up before they got to that scene because yeah. he was like, a bunch of normies beat me up. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. I thought that was super neat because I was like, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing. He's going to be this character who's like, I don't want to experience that shit anymore. I got all these medals for something that like I thought was terrible. And I was like, oh, I see. I see what they're doing. And then they're just like, no, nah, I got beat up by a bunch of girls. And he's like pissed. And so he's like, jack me up. I thought that was super. I was like, okay. All it's right, gr- it's a great way to handle it for sure. Yeah. Um, we talked uh, Br- bronze. You brought up the idea that she quite literally disarms Bucky. I, I feel like in chats making a lot of references to it as well. Um, that was almost for Bucky, like a sense of, uh, of like, you kept this from me. Like there was a lot of like emotions on his face in that very moment. Not the fact that like they were in love. <laughs> not I'm the fact that he's like, I just lost. It was just like, what the fuck? You kept this from me? Like you just, you just pressed my arm in like two or three points and my fucking arm fell off. Why wouldn't you tell me this type deal? I'm telling you, we're going to find out the two yeah. of them had a thing. I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know there's something there <sighs> between those two. I, don't know. I feel it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I want more. I think it. that fail safe is probably hard to process because it's like it puts that other scene in context when she starts reading the words and she's like, I'll stop you. I like I won't let you do anything wrong. Yeah. I think yeah. it puts that in a little bit more context for him where it's like, because at any point in time, she could just pop my arm off like I'm an action figure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also wonder, too, if that, like, uh, deteriorates some of the trust uh, slash, like, familial feeling that he has with Wakanda at all. Because um, we, we both talked about, or you brought it up, uh, two episodes, or the first episode where it was like, you know, that's his home now. I wonder if he sees that and he's like, fuck, man, maybe, maybe it's not. Like, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he processes that because there's a lot of ways that he could. Um, and, and maybe he doesn't process that in the show because of how the, uh, this episode ends and they kind of have to deal with that. Um, how many episodes are left in this? Two. We got two left. 
Oh my god. One of one of them is Where? 60 minutes long though. Uh, I think this next episode is like 61 minutes long, so it's about 15 minutes longer than. I mean, awesome, great, yeah. excited for this. I want to. I was just thinking about that power dynamic because in this one, clearly by the end, the Dormelage come in are like, none of you have power, right? I'm I'm curious what that means then for the power broker as a character because that has to be. Didn't they say the next episode is like a big name, like an actor? Like a big time actor is in this series. Well, so that was yeah. Some of the rumors going around. Uh, you're talking about the power broker, right? I mean, I, maybe I don't. I mean, I'm that... not one of those people that believes it's like the power broker. But there's a someone, some famous actor is in the next episode. I think someone. I think that's what the. Rumor is. I, I think the the reference or the rumor was that people think that Ross is the power broker. Um, Ross being uh, Ross from the Incredible oh, sure. Hulk. And that right. the reason that he's the power broker is because he got snapped and he came back and he didn't have any of his rank at all in the CIA. And uh, they've referenced the fact that uh, Zemo, quote, said he is the pronoun. Um, and so that further pushes the Ross theory. And also the idea that the power brokers, I think, like lackeys that show up are U.S. military um, or former U.S. military of something. And so a lot of people mm -hmm. believe him to be that. Which then falls in line with we doing theory Thunderbolts? That, yeah, the Thunderbolt Ross is gonna get the Thunderbolts and Zemo's gonna be the head of the Thunderbolts, et cetera. So that kind of pushes everything down that path. Um All which, right, great. Cool. I don't I don't know though, like is that a big actor? Like I don't know if I don't know enough about him as an actor to know if that would quantify as a I mean, quote, I think big it, actor. It, it, I think it quantifies as a, a big actor. I mean, you know, also I don't tend to believe a lot of it mostly because of the whole big like oh yeah paul bettany one is gonna work with his most favorite actor and everyone was like who could it be yeah. and then it was himself and then it was just himself you get it like yeah. i was like yeah an actor <laughs> you know. he always wanted to work with yeah yeah, yeah. and everyone's losing their mind that, like who could it be his, yeah and everyone's like it's that was mckellen and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought yeah so we'll see. Um, Ross was at the funeral scene in Endgame, and that was the yep. first time that I think he had shown up since, like, The Incredible Hulk. So clearly the actor... Uh, was he in wasn't something he, else? Wasn't oh, wait, he wait, like... He, um, was in the, he was in Civil War. Um, yeah, because yeah. they were like, they shut him off. <laughs> they were like, yeah. no, we're not talking to you. He was with you. the Sokovia Accords. He was the literal guy yeah. saying, like, sign all this shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that, if he was from Civil War, then... Zemo, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like shows up, right? Because like, it could he could very well yeah. be uh, the power broker. So it would also explain why, you know, are are uh, like, I guess why things are the way they are with sort of like background characters as well. Um, with Sharon, like, you mean? Yeah, with Sharon, for example, just like in general, like why Sharon has like satellite clearance. If the power broker is literally like ex bigwig CIA military intelligence guy, like I guess that would make more sense than just like she still has an in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. I have no clue. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with it because it just means that Thunderbolts could actually be a real thing, and if that means more Zemo, if he's at the helm of that, then great. Also, if the Red Hulk shows up, that's what Ross turns into, and like the She Hulk fandom, then you know, great. There, there. <laughs> we can Makes go. Me think of venture brothers because i feel like he could totally sell that line of like i'm a hulk 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Abomination could show up. Yeah. Like there's, uh, we could see some cool shit for sure. If that's the, uh, y'all haven't seen Venture Bros. Watch it. They clown the, the <laughs> clown on some the... of these characters. <laughs> they definitely do it with Rosalind. I'm a Hulk. Like all he's like on this big spaceship. <laughs> anyway, it's been a while since I've seen the Venture Bros. I need to go back oh. and watch it. Uh, anyways, uh, after the whole uh, Dora Milaje scene, uh, Zemo escapes. Um, and then we get another like weird tone shift character wise when uh, Carly calls Sam's sister and says, We're gonna find, we're, we're gonna mention your kids. You better watch the fuck out. And, I'm gonna uh, murder you. Yeah, I'm gonna murder you. And then, like, Sam, when talking with Carly afterwards, like, what the fuck did you... And she's like, oh, you know, I wasn't going to do anything. I was just trying to get your... It's like, it's a weird tone. I feel like some of these scenes were filmed before and after type thing. Because uh, it, it was... Like, Carly blew people up in that one building. And then she seems all nice when talking to Sam. And then in the next one, she's like, by the way, I threatened your sister and the kids. Um, it just seems like... A lot. Like, that character, I think, is having a hard time. I'm having a hard time trying to see where that character is. And maybe that's on purpose, right? Like, maybe she, maybe they are trying to make her a gray character um, for the viewer. But it was weird. It was a little bit of a weird scene. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a more linear progression. Because I just assumed the serum was what was amping her up. So that's why I sure. just figured it would be, like, a straight line. And they kind of touch on that. I'm trying to remember which scene it is where it's like, well, you know, you, like the serum just is like makes you more you. Oh, it's when he asks Battlestar, like, would you take the serum? And he's like, well, the serum just makes, you know, is like a better version. Of me. So I was like, what if it's not? What if it amplifies like your worst qualities? And that's why we're getting Carly, who at one point maybe was worthy of having this steadily turning into somebody who's more and more and more and more violent. Then they kind of walk it back, and then they walk it forward again. So I, I don't know. I don't know if the serum has an emotional component. Going into the beginning of the episode, I was positive. I was like, oh, I think it, I think it amplifies like all your emotions or all of the things that you know about you that even the bad stuff. Which is why, like the original Captain America was the perfect recipient for that because it was somebody who was so noble, like. Yeah. It was coming from a place of wanting to do harm or wanting to, you know, right injustice or somebody who'd gotten three Medal of Honors and was had seen this nasty side of war, but coming from someone who was kind of pure, not the perfect soldier, but a good man. Yeah. So I was, I, but now I don't know because that scene with Sam, it kind of seems like she could be talked down, but then she has these moments where she's like, she's a little unstable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what they were trying to show is that she, you know, she blew up that fucking building and she threatened uh, his sister's kids. But she's also still like sometimes good and like has maybe a noble heart. That's like a fascinating uh, question to ask, because I feel like every one of these characters we see who gets the serum, they all have a goal. And that goal is one that leads them down a darker path. Be it from like Red Skull up to Carly, they all have a goal that that messes them up in the end. But Cap, original Captain America, Steve Rogers, I don't think, what was his goal? 
I don't think he had a goal. I think he was just like a good dude trying to do good. There was no like, what is his end game? He was just like, I have this power. I'm trying to do good in the world. That's it, period. Yeah, he didn't like I bullies. That... that was like his goal. He hated bullies. And he couldn't do anything about but, it. Yeah. Like his whole thing was like, I'm going to stand up to like bad people. Like he didn't even have like, there was nothing about him that was like his major objective. And then he'll be done. Well, everyone else who has this is just like, I took this power or I want this power because I want to achieve a thing. And they're so focused on that thing, they become warped over time trying to achieve it. But Steve didn't have that. So Steve just kind of like this perfect like superhero because he's just trying to like be the good guy. And there is no like, and if I have to destroy everyone to make this, like it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, someone points out he wasn't like, I want to kill Hitler. Right, like that was yeah. his goal. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't like yeah. I'm gonna take down Red Skull. He was like Red Skull hurt my friends. Well, that's not very good. I'm gonna stop him from doing this. Yeah. Stop him from doing that. But it wasn't like I'll kill Red Skull and I'll end this war. It wasn't like his plan. He was just, you know, he. They tell him to go to a place. He's like, all right, I guess I'll do that. But my friends are in trouble, so I'm gonna go save them real quick. And that was like also his buy vibe. war bonds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, even that scene where it's like person walks up to walker and is like can i get a photo and i was like are you ever gonna get tired of that and all i could think is like you guys don't really know what this job is right you really don't under you didn't understand the assignment to speak in twitter terminology mm -hmm. you're not you're not understanding the assignment yeah I, I love the fact that that happened as well it also showed like how uh i think how fake i guess is the word that i'll use that walker can be right because like mm -hmm. the second that happens puts on a smile goes into the role Right. It's not it's not him being Captain America. He goes into the role of Captain America and what his his mm -hmm. assigned job is potentially. Um, and that was like a, a pretty big takeaway. Um, oh, that's that's very good. I didn't think about that, that he's acting. Yeah, he's acting. Captain America. Yes. Yes. He's, he's Captain America cosplay and real Captain America wasn't trying to be Captain America. He was trying to be like Steve Rogers doing good. And he became Captain America because of his deeds. And now they're like, well, we need Captain America again. So everyone who's being Captain America is acting as Captain America, what they think Captain America should be. Meanwhile, Sam and Bucky are actual Captain america this entire plot line because they're just trying to, like, be themselves and, like, do good yeah. and, you know, stop Carly or whatever. But they're like, yeah, great. Yeah. Great takeaway. Huge good. fan of that. That's good um so then that kind of leads us down to the uh the final uh encounter slash scene of the show uh, which a lot of stuff happens um so when sam goes and meets uh carly on kind of that rooftop uh walker and uh battlestar follow along uh there's like a fight between a lot of them and then seemingly out of nowhere i wasn't really re prepared for it there wasn't really like i guess there was some death flags but like they just straight up fucking murder Battlestar. Uh, and I they guess did a if fake it, out too. Yeah. I guess if anything, it was they had more him a catalyst. Up. But yeah, go ahead, Jesse. No, I, they like it was a fake out. I, I, they had him tied up. I thought for sure it was going to play out differently. But like it seems very obvious that there had to be something to sort of push Walker over the line. But like, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it I was kind of saw it coming because the scene in the boiler room. Yeah. He said, like, he's he's having, like, a minor panic attack. And mm -hmm. what does he say to Bucky? He says, like, your partner's in there alone. Do you want that blood on your hands? And then that scene when he's talking to Battlestar, 
where he's like, I can't like, you know, all those people died. Imagine if we had That's super true. soldiers, Sarah. He is traumatized, which is so which is interesting because like Sam is like he deals with trauma and he I, like I feel like at some level maybe he would have seen these signs, but I think he just hates Walker. So they never get to have that interaction. But it's like his biggest fear is losing his partner. His biggest fear is losing another soldier under his watch. In some ways, that's like kind of commendable, but mixed with super soldier serum, that's all bad. But like everyone else is like chilling, leaning against a wall. And he's over here having like a minor panic attack over the possibility that Sam might die. He's mm. not in his Falcon suit. He's got no protection. He's in a room with a super soldier. And he's having this moment where he's just like, what happens if she heel turns and she punches Sam's head off? Like, oh, my God. Like, how, uh, Bucky, why are you leaning against the wall? Why are you okay? And it's like, well, he trusts his partner. You know, like, there's, like, this weird dichotomy there. But then, so I kind of had a feeling where I was like, I'm pretty sure Battlestar's going to die because that's, <laughs> that's, his, that's Walker's biggest fear is losing another can soldier, we, losing his partner. Yeah. Can we talk about how great? I actually, while you were talking, I just realized, holy shit, you're, Bronze, you're, like, all right, this is what a great moment for his character. I just realized this. He has that scene where he's talking about how if he, he was like, if I had superhero serum, I literally, we could have saved so many lives. Yeah. And then when he has it, his partner dies. Exactly. Oh, yeah. What no, a, I was like, can't save him. it's a great catalyst yeah, for everything. can't save him. Yeah. 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 yeah and it makes point. him snap. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what gets him. Oh, that's so good. Thing to prevent that and unwittingly push, makes it kind of happen, like pushes it forward. Mm -hmm. And you see that snap happen in his brain where he's like, no, 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 no. But I took the serum so that this would never happen again. And now this has happened. And now I, I don't know how to process this because that's why I took the serum. And like his even then when the person runs away, he doesn't merely go after them. He goes for Battlestar because it's supposed to be like he's not a complete piece of shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I, I don't know. My heart broke for him in that moment. I get everyone hates Walker. But in that moment, I was like, that has to suck. Where you're like, if I do this, I might never lose another soldier, another friend again. And then you do it and you still do. On some level, you have to, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot to process. It It makes sense, too, why he snapped in the moment, right? Like, he, that occurs. He kind of, like, looks around the room. He sees Carly run, and he's like, I'm going out that fucking window. <laughs> and he just, like, jumps straight out the window lands on the ground uh and then which it was uh i guess nico was the uh the flag smasher it was the captain america guy was a captain america oh, fan yeah and like i i knew what was gonna happen when they showed when they set up the scene of him like being in the fountain but i didn't realize it was gonna be as like graphic right like when he when he kills the guy and then holds up the shield and there's literal blood on the shield from where he i guess potentially decapitated the guy that like maybe is one of the most gruesome scenes I think I've ever seen in the MCU. Like that was I a comic book cover did. shot. Was it the comic that book was, cover shot? Is that what it was? I'm telling you, if this is the comic book, that's a comic oh, book yeah, cover shot. 100%. Like a bloody shield. Yeah. And it's like, what did, you know, what did Captain America do? Issue 96. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, oh, okay. Yeah. Am I crazy? Or he, did he decapitate him? I think he, he decapitated that. hundred percent. Yeah, he, right he went like this, held the shield up with the fucking, right? his like head's he gone. Him. He lost his head. Yeah. 100%. That is the darkest thing we've ever seen in the MCU. Yeah. It's and he, you know what? All I could think of 
in that scene was it was such a perfect mirror of when Captain America is wailing on Iron Man, except Steve Rogers shows restraint and this man doesn't. Like, it's such a clear, like, Steve Rogers, when he's, like, literally breaking Tony's heart. It's one of my favorite scenes that they've ever done in the MCU. Stops, right? Because he's, like, he's defeated. I'm done. I'm walking away because I'm Steve Rogers and I would never actually murder Tony. And it really shows, like, this is Walker. This is not Steve Rogers, and he one hundred percent will. You know, it was I like I didn't even think about that. It was the literal <laughs> same move that he used to stop him. Yes. Holy yeah. shit! I did not even realize that when he when he like breaks his his suit. Jesus, that's so good. <laughs> that's so smart. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, that it was a remarkable scene. Is I, that when is that when Steve also leaves his shield behind? Like he just walks away from yeah, the shield as yes, well. He leaves it there. He's, yeah, I think that's like it says a lot. Where he, you know, that's great. Oh, wow, I didn't think Captain about that. Without the- yes, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's Captain America without the shield, and Walker isn't Captain America, but also in his head isn't Captain America without the shield, which yeah. is why he's so upset when the Dora take it from him. Like he's like so upset by that you know yeah whereas i think if that was steve rogers on the floor and ao took his shield he would have been like okay <laughs> like, i can't imagine fun. him you know i can't well, imagine well, him like it, having a meltdown over that it even uh, there's another parallel there right because in uh infinity war when they land in wakanda uh i think ao says someone get this or no black panther says someone get this man a shield Right, yeah. so like they're giving it to Captain America there, and in this they're taking it away. I I did not even like see any of these parallels until we started talking about it on the show. Uh, that's super fucking well done by them. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know if if Walker is like, because the other thing is you see people filming it, right? And so the idea of like Captain America is back and like he's this paragon of American uh, virtue, blah 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 blah. And now he's like on camera fucking decapitating someone uh, with blood everywhere. Do you think he gets like arrested by Sam and Bucky? Do you think he like flees the scene? Like where, where are we going from here? I, I don't know what they intend to do with his character, right? Like this could be a character they bring back multiple times. Cause he's still, you know, even though all this stuff kind of happens to him in comics, he's still around doing things. Like he has his own arcs. He's kind of like, bad guy captain america and he does like his own rogue stuff but i don't know he could also be the kind of character that it's like we have to kill this character off at the end of the season he could join like, there Thunderbolts. has to be a throwdown i mean yeah i mean that's Ross, very possible he could like the american government be like fuck you you're not captain america take shield back give it to sam then u.s agent goes and joins thunderbolts can i propose the craziest theory of all let's hear it uh starting now in a series of post-credit scenes <laughs> Zemo is the new Samuel Jackson. And he's like, <laughs> just I'm starts, forming a yes. team. <laughs> that would be wild. That'd be great. I can't see Zemo recruiting Walker. They do hate each other, and he does stand for everything that he hates about the, the Super And he took serum. the serum. Yeah. Like, you know, and so you know, on some level, Zemo's like, but here's the thing would Zemo recruit him as a means to an end and then murder him? Or, yes. or to keep his eye on him. Yeah. yeah. He, my, my other thing, you know, we were talking about Thunderbolts and, and I think the potential for this to be the catalyst to create us agent instead of captain America. 
uh, with the end of the episode. My fear is that it just becomes this giant Suicide Squad foil, right? Where like DC's got Suicide Squad and there's a new one coming out and now Marvel's like, oh yeah, we're doing Thunderbolts. This this is our Suicide Squad. Um, I really hope that that's like not where we're headed. Uh, Please no. <laughs> yeah, cause I, like Suicide Squad fits a role and I think it's great and it does what it does, but like I don't want that I don't want that story again in the MCU. Um, I think that there's much more interesting things that they could do, but maybe we're years from it. Maybe it's way too early. They're definitely setting up yeah. some sort of like young Avengers slash Thunderbolt shit though. Without question. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how they wrap up. There's so much stuff to wrap up. I guess we have time. We have a movie's worth of time left, but I'm yeah. curious how they wrap up. But I mean, there's a lot of story happening. There's, a Flag Smasher story, there's a Zemo story, and there's a Walker story. That's three foils for our two heroes. Couldn't tell you how we wrap any of this up and somehow pay off the loan for the fishing or, you know, like get a loan for the fishing. <laughs> I, I think, here's what I think. I think Zemo's going to no pay clue. that off. I think Zemo pays it off. I think it's, that that's how this, the show ends. It's like Sam goes home and his sister's like, yeah, we, I woke up and everything's paid for. And then Sam like looks up to the sky and then there's like a fucking Turkish delight thrown at him or something. <laughs> 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 he, he turns around, his whole family's eating Turkish delight. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's delicious, Sam. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really do think that uh, the idea that Zemo pays off uh, Sam's debt slash everything is probably where that comes from. I don't, I mean, money. I don't know how you, Yeah. I don't know how Sam, like, if I'm... If I'm a writer and someone's like, yeah, and in the end, the villain pays off all of Sam's love, like all the money his family needs, I'd be like, Sam would lose his damn mind. Sam would be like, thanks, Zemo. He'd be like, that's blood money, though. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know how this works out. Yeah. I mean, it raises this, this bigger question, right? Of like, Tony bankrolled the Avengers for so long and now that's gone. So, mm -hmm. like, if, if you th there was a lot of discussion at least that i saw around this idea of like these people wouldn't like sam wouldn't be in debt he would have movie deals like he would have character appearance fees all this type of shit um just as an avenger um but i do think that like in some way they have to find a new backer right like they have to figure out some sense of money it could be pepper in the long run like stark corporation probably still exists to some degree um we haven't really seen what she's been doing but I really think they set up the fact that Zemo was rich, so at the end of this, they can like wipe the deck clean for Sam. What? I get what he was gone though for five years, right? So yeah. I don't know. You know, I imagine a lot of people were like, "They're dead." Like, I, I, what? A, I'm so glad they're dealing with this in this series because it's always been like, if you're gone for five years you no longer they wipe you clean yeah. from every record you don't have a bank account like you're so coming back to nothing like i can see how you know you could be a superhero and come back and be like i only have my suit <laughs> like i need to stay yeah. at the base because i got nothing i can see it well it, it, the avengers facility still ex no it got fucking destroyed yeah yeah, in yeah. yeah he, he straight up they don't have anything to come back to and all of the structures that like were in place i mean who, for all we know like we didn't really get a post scene with pepper seeing how she coped because like it, like there's the entire thing of you know end game was her kind of being like let it be somebody else like not you 
Like, yeah. why does it always you? Like, just raise your daughter. Like, so for all we know, she might right now hate the Avengers. She might be like, you people are the reason my husband is dead. He's always freaking dying for you. Like, we saw her as rescue, but like, we don't know. Like, grief does crazy things to a person. So if grief can make Wanda do those human inhumane things, what's so crazy to think Pepper might be like, I'm not funding the Avengers. I don't like the Avengers. I don't want to fund the Avengers because we've never really seen how she's coped with losing, like, the love of her life we haven't there is, we haven't seen that yeah have we no not really there, i mean there is the second spider-man movie so we kind of have some idea because happy's around and but does he ever talk about pepper like happy's no kind no of no doing his own still, thing. but there's still some money there's still like something there where if happy's well, it's what tony with, left tony left that tony yeah. Peter. Kid. yeah 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 it's not what pepper left the kids but tony left the kid interesting you're right pepper's kind of out of it She's she is she doesn't even follow up really. I I do wonder if we'll see her again in like Armor Wars or or if from a um, like outside of the MCU if if Disney's going to be like all right Gwyneth Paltrow like you're stop like you're a little you're a little off the deep end. <laughs> like goop your wars. fucking goop yeah. shit needs to stay <laughs> and they just like move on. Um, but. I think wasn't there was some sort of conversation that like they're gonna do oh it's because they have a show called Ironheart right so like mm-hmm. Ironheart will exist uh, whether that's gonna be Riri or if that's gonna be like uh, Iron Man's daughter or like who that's going to be remains to be seen mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if we're done with with Pepper yet uh, but she could definitely bankroll the Avengers or superheroes at large because i i feel like for at least the next year or two like the avengers don't really exist right like there's no there's no world ending threat that people are aware of yet um i don't know if we're gonna like get any introduction into that till probably ant-man with kang uh because the guy from lovecraft country is gonna be there uh playing kang uh which is very exciting because he was very good in it but yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be great. Yeah, he'll I be, love. He'll kill I, it. I, I'm excited for that. I it, can't wait to see kill what he's doing with that. I, I, I love know that. that. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there's not gonna be like a big bad uh, for quite some time, which will be interesting. But regardless, uh, two episodes left in Falcon. Where where do we where are we ending? Where where do you think this? If the next episode is 60 minutes, do you think the next episode ends with like Sam finally being? All right, I, I'm taking the shield. I'm going to do this. Is this is my shield? Or do you think that's how the you think that's how the show ends, and we get kind of like the Wandavision catalyst of Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch, and now Sam's becoming Captain America? I think I think it's like spoiler territory. I'm not sure, but in the trailers, okay, there's a shot of I think it's Sam throwing the shield. Yep, we've in the never woods. seen that. In it show. looks like he's back we've in never Louisiana. Seen that. Yeah, yeah. So either that's the final final episode, and they and he gets back right at the end. And that's him practicing at the end with the shield. But that's clearly a shot that we have not seen so far. It which is. means at some point the man gets the shield. Yeah. I would have to imagine. Well, so. if Walker is getting like arrested, they could take the shield from him in this next episode. And like maybe things normalize and Sam goes back. Because I guess they're still chasing Carly, right? So they like that thread is essentially still there. So they can't like go back yeah. home. I, I, it also I could be my... a fake scene. They, Marvel's done that before. They they have they did that a lot. They do that a lot with their movie trailers, where the scene will be in the trailer, but it's not in the movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
I, I wonder if out. I wonder if Zemo is going to be in the next two episodes at all, or the next episode at least. Um, like if he vanishes, do we follow his character, or does he become a mystery and then show up in the last episode? I think he probably. I feel like they. He's probably going mad rapport, right? Like that's where he's got to go. But I feel like his character is, he doesn't need to be there anymore because now it's like super soldiers fighting the show, right? You have the Carly super soldiers and the Walker super soldier and then Bucky super soldier. And he, I don't know that he's in the next episode at all. I have no clue. Yeah. I feel like he'll still be in Madripoor just because I think they, they spent time on those sets. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going back. Which right? is why they keep, Cutting to like that almost like B-roll footage of just like, uh, what's your face? Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Just being on the phone, like walking through the streets, like where it, it doesn't walking even. Walking through like, barricades, be, which is just. She could be in her house and take that call, right? But we've <laughs> yeah. seen her like, yeah. yeah, I'll see what I can do. I might have access to some satellites. I'm like, where are you going? Are you going to get a manicure? Where are you walking? What exactly At are you doing? At that time of night? I think it, it's alluding to something happening over there. Like she's up to her own machinations. Because she's she's not like chilling in her house, drinking a mojito, being like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Like, and we've seen how nice her flat is. She's like up to something. Yeah. And so I feel like we are going to go back to Madripoor at some point. It could be at next episode. Point. I mean, if Zemo, I think for a lot of people is is the star attraction at this point. Um, and so for him to just disappear for the next two episodes makes sense in the idea that the show is called falcon and the winter soldier but doesn't make sense in the fact that like people have really latched on to him um sure so i guess we'll just have to see um we did have that uh was it a phone call or a text that carly received from the power broker that said like hey uh i want those serums back i'm gonna kill you or something like that pretty much every text they get is like i'm coming to kill you well, yeah, the power broker. Yeah, it sounds like, wh- real why silly. is the power broker such a texter? Like, just <laughs> follow through on it, my dude. He's what, can you imagine him like sitting there being angry? Like, yeah, can you imagine Ross every texting day? if it's really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you that do is, an emoji? <laughs> you know, like, do just two like... emojis or three, two or three. <laughs> Three Should I more add a knife <laughs> to let her know that I'm going to stab her repeatedly? Should I? Oh, man. Brownie emoji. Oh, Delaroth with the 3000 IQ idea. He's the AI guy from Winter Soldier. He's the scientist that was in the um, shield I'm facility. The computer. Yeah. The computer box, it's me. He could be the power broker. <laughs> yeah, Zola. I love Zola. that actor. I love that character. I think that'd be hilarious. He's like, I am in your 1970s computer. You can't defeat me. That'd be amazing. <laughs> if he just is always in the show, like, Armin Zola, all of yeah. these terabytes are at my command. In- <laughs> Soon you shall be too, Bucky. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. He'd say, he'd say Mr. Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> I love that character. That character actor is one of my favorites. I love him. Man, and everything he's in. I love that guy. Now I don't know if I want Ross to be the power broker or if I want Zola to be the power broker. It would make sense why you fucking text people, right? Because he doesn't have a physical manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. And that is how you could broker power by just like 
having access to the Info. I exist on the interweb. Yeah, I have the information. There, there is like a weird Hydra undertone that we aren't at. Like that they is. keep hinting at it, but we've never truly gotten there yet. Oh, that's true. That's how you would reintroduce Hydra into the yeah. the MCU. Because they're talking about it. Everyone like Hydra ended in Winter Soldier, right? That was the end of it. Um, no. Well, I mean, definitely one hundred percent the end of Winter Soldier. Hydra was was the Civil like, War, maybe? Because that, well, that, that's what Zemo the... hates. So, no, I mean... Civil War was was the like fallout and reaction, and Zemo was the bad guy who was going to take them down, but he wasn't Hydra. Right, uh, right. He Hydra, hates Hydra ended yeah. when Hydra in like Hydra was Shield. That was Winter Soldier. Right. They destroyed Shield, and that's when they all went on the run. That's when like this Black Widow movie takes place. Is after that, so like that's when Hydra was destroyed. But clearly, Hydra's still around because yeah. there's you know even in mm. uh, Civil War there was like some Hydra stuff at the beginning. Um, so you I know don't... what? They've kind of been foreshadowing Hydra throughout this entire show because that's what I'm saying. Now my hopeful heart always says X Men. But they went on an entire, uh, you know, tangent in this episode about supremacy. Zemo goes on this entire yeah. talk about how the reason he hates the super soldier serum is he loathes supremacy in all its forms, including Hit Hitler, the Nazi regime. And he is he not indirectly implying Hydra there as well? Because Hydra also sure. represents supremacy. So... I was over here like, oh, like mutant supremacy, maybe. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, shut up, Bronze. They're not, it's not going to. There was a know, comment but... that I read where someone was like, yeah, we're going to have Zemo introduce uh, Magneto. <laughs> Zemo's just going to hate Magneto because he wants being supremacy. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, but that it, like that's what I was. I was that's what I was thinking, too. It was like, oh, maybe maybe this could be like, you know, a hint towards a hatred of like mutants or inhumans as well but it also like is he not talking about hydra in that scene where he's talking about how he loathes supremacy in all its forms i mean he definitely how... hates hydra 100 percent, right like zola's two things are destroying super serum destroying hydra he destroyed all but one super serum so i guess that task mm -hmm. is done so maybe hydra's next i don't know i, I guess if, if you think about it like Zemo's goal now would be to kill Walker and kill Carly and the other what four or five super soldiers that exist on mm -hmm. the uh, the flag smashers and that's it. Right? Like he doesn't have any other big goals. So Yeah. Man, that whole scene was so frustrating to me, I'm not gonna lie. Which one? A whole bit with like like where they're right or like right when they're having that discussion or right before Sam is like well, you know, he pulls like a whole Thanos did nothing wrong for like a split second where he's like, a lot of people benefited from it. I was like, yo, this was a conversation people were having at the beginning of the pandemic where they were like, well, you know, only 1% of people are going to die. I was like, uh, and one of the things I realized with Carly that was like upsetting me, which is why for me, it's hard to sympathize with her is that she says like, she didn't really have a mom until, uh, Doma or, uh, uh Dona. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot her yeah. name. Mama Dona or whatever. Um, she says, like, you know, she never really had that connection. So her inability to acknowledge, like, that she benefited disproportionately from that because she didn't lose anyone. It's like, 
there are people right now, if you were to ask them, would you rather have a great job and a house and, or would you rather have your family? A lot of us would rather have our family and be mm-hmm. on the street than, than be in a nice house with a nice job and not have them. She doesn't have that context because she never had that family. So that, mm-hmm. that conversation with Sam, like talking about like, cause there's, there's like, they're kind of talking about like this, like it was a natural occurrence <laughs> and now it's been abnormally correct i'm like no thanos caused like half the world to stop existing why we should never defend that (laughs) like like you guys sitting here saying like well a lot of people did benefit i'm like from half the world's population which was logically like made no sense because it's like okay there's there's like elephants are already endangered half of them are gone now why thanos what did the elephant studio they were eating too much grass you know, like, you know, like there's only a few rhinos left. He snapped half of those away too. how many, you know, species no longer have a population that can sustain itself. Have we sat and had these conversations yet? There's a, a, a lot of the people who are like, Thanos was right. I'm, bronze is on the money with this one. <laughs> Literally half the like animals that the three point whatever billion that are still around would have to eat are gone. Birds gone, fish gone. Like, every, like it's it's not a great scenario for with, a lot of people. With Groot, Groot definitely got snapped, right? Oh yeah, he was the only yeah. remaining Planet X citizen, right? Like there was no other that we know of. Yeah, is there Groot too? Is there is there Grout or something? <laughs> Grout, his Grout, his his twin sister Grout, Groot yeah. and Grout. Who's the? Yep. There's got to be another one, right? If he if he disappeared, I am Grout. Yeah, <laughs> she lives in showers. It's true. It's true. That's where she's at. She she is just a, a shower tile. That's all she is. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst kind of like. What are you? Oh, I'm a shower tile. Look, James Gunn could do it. He could pull it off. <laughs> if anyone could pull that off. Grout? It's a terrible, terrible character. One of the worst created Marvel characters, Grout. Oh, God. That's just like Uh, a really gross tile. That's me with like a smiley face. Yeah. James Gunn can do it. He'll get get Sean Gunn to mocap it. It'll be great. (laughs) Grout played by Sean Gunn is, yeah, it works. It'd be good. Yeah. Who's the voice, though? Vin Diesel's Groot. Who's Grout? Um, Vin, Vin Diesel's Groot. Do we Gra- get the Rock? Michelle someone- Rodriguez. Is it the- oh, oh, there you go. Hey, Disney wouldn't take Michelle Rodriguez back. That's they true. wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. It has wait, to wait, be. Wait. Um, you know who Grout is? What is her name? The woman who was in uh, Knives Out, the actress who is like becoming very popular right now. Uh... Um, the young girl. I can't remember her name, but she's like. The, she's oh, in the new Bond Anna, movie. Anna, Anna de Armas or Anna de Armas? Yes. Yeah. That's who it is. Got to find that big name. And she just has like this very nice accent. And she's like very bubbly, but also a tile that's slimy. The end. She's great. Yeah, she was in uh, yeah. Blade Runner. Fantastic. She's in Blade a lot Runner. of movies. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I am so bad at knowing people's names, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's episode four. Uh, I don't know where we're going. <coughs> Episode five. I do. Let, okay, let's make. Here's our bold predictions. Who gets the shield, and what episode is it? 
Who ends up with the shield and what episode is it? Any strong Sam feelings? Sam gets the shield because he's not a super soldier. Okay. Um mm-hmm. and he gets it at the he gets it during the last episode. Okay. I'm going to go with Sam gets it at the end of the next episode. That's what I'm thinking too. And he has it for all of episode six. That's also my prediction. I don't think they would go on this whole tirade about how this, the, the like serum is not what makes the soldier only for winter soldier to get it. I personally would love for Bucky to have it, but I think that would fly in the face of this message they've been trying to plant. So I think it's going to be Sam. Yeah. I think it's going to be like as the, as the, the big, cliffhanger or whatever at the end of five where he picks it up and then i think and he's gonna have it for all of six that's that's my thought process but i don't know i i think it would yeah. be cool if they um like share the shield between bucky and sam and they like, like a fight. cool tag team yeah like it becomes they, fight Mar- and they toss it to each it, other it becomes <gasps> marvel ultimate alliance where they're like fucking tossing it between one another like that would be really sick to see and then at the end, Bucky's like, "Hey, you deserve this. Like, Cap wants you to have it. You're you're a good man. I'm I'm too fucked up. I'm gonna go eat some Turkish delight with Zemo. You have a good day. Uh, <laughs> like, it's irresistible. It's irresistible. Oh, that's where Zemo is. I figured it out. What Zemo one hundred percent has to connect. No, well, first off, obviously he needs more Turkish delight. But while he's doing all that, uh, it one hundred percent has to go back to, like." In order to get Bucky, he has to go back to that old man from the first episode. Oh, Isaiah! Like that has—he knows who he. That has to have a. That has to have a payoff. Well, the fact that like the, that's what tortures him, and now Zemo knows who that guy is, and he's there definitely has to be a payoff there, right? There has to be. The potential payoff is that Isaiah's kid is a young Avenger named Patriot. I believe uh, is where they is where a lot of people think that's going to go. But that seems like I agree with you in the sense that him just being introduced for like the big reveal that like cap wasn't the only one. Oh no i'm talking about the the old asian man at the beginning. oh yeah oh, oh okay i thought you were talking about isaiah gotcha yeah, yeah. no i mean uh, that's that i think is them dropping like we're aware gotcha. here's some like fun marvels but i don't think they're gonna follow that in this series but i feel like for bucky's character to have the trauma of of like trying to establish a friendship with the dad of the kid he killed I think now that Zemo knows who that is, that has to have a payoff, right? That has to be like Zemo's last gotcha, Bucky. Like, there's got to be a moment. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. He definitely read that journal and, like, knows. So Yeah. He said it. He's like, who's this guy here? Yeah. Right? I, I don't, don't know why that's his voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. You're, you're still Zemo. in Zola. You're still in Zola. Zola has, what Zola do you said. mean? <laughs> Steve Rogers. <laughs> oh my god. I love that guy. I love that guy. So good. Uh second question and then we'll wrap. Do you think he adopts the moniker or the name US Agent at some point during the next two episodes? Or does he try to like keep on like is he dead as Captain America? Is is he no longer Captain America and never wears the suit again after this? I think that's a post credit thing, right? Like that would be the secret reveal, like if he is captured or he's like taken away and then someone shows up. Maybe even Thunderbolt Ross is just like, I need a U.S. agent. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how they're doing <laughs> Please don't do but it. Imagine... It's like Suicide Squad <laughs> bullshit. What is this? Thunder... Some kind of Suicide Squad? Yeah. I hate I'm I just hate saying, that. that's what it. the two characters we have right now in this series, Zemo 
and uh, U.S. Agent are kind of that. Let's be. There's multiple times in Marvel where they're like Zemo. I need you to form a squad of bad guys for an elite mission that you'll probably all die. It happens. It is part of what it is. I don't know how we avoid it. You're like, I don't think we should have this. That's what these two characters do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, like, we're going down that path. Someone someone in chat says, I think Walker gets killed off. I, I don't really know what Walker's goal would be at this point like i don't know what he what from a character arc perspective i don't know what he exists to do apart from just being a super soldier which he got right and at this point maybe he's just going to realize that that doesn't mean anything i don't know i hope they don't try to turn him into a good guy though i hope he stays kind of this like gray bad guy okay so like Here's the thing. Do you remember that scene of of the actor getting leaked uh, when this show was filming and he's in like full like he's in his dress regalia with like his arm in a sling? Yes. There was there was like a leaked photo like back in January. Let me see if I can find a link where he was in like his dress regalia. We haven't seen him in that and we haven't seen him with a broken arm. So I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I, it makes me feel like maybe he, maybe he doesn't die. Cause I can't imagine the U S government wanting, I think they're probably happy. He's got the super soldier serum. Cause now they finally have. Yeah. But they can't have him be serum. public. Like he can't be no, public image because, anymore. Yeah. Because he like decapitated someone in public. He did a bad. But it may, makes me wonder like what that scene is going to be used for, or if it was cut. Cause there's like this whole, that was like the first leaked image. So this is just like yeah. um, Pepe Sylvieing with the murder board with threads on it. <laughs> but I wonder if like he survives or he gets uh, put under Ross's wing or, you know, like it, something the, like that. They could do a um, if, if we got the flashback scene in episode four with Bucky, they could do a flashback scene in the start of episode five with um walker coming back from afghanistan because he said we lost like he, he they made like allusions to something happened to his team and why he right. got those like three medals of honor that could be where that's at like we don't really know what yeah. happened so maybe they try to could like be, maybe they fuck with the the viewers and be like he's not really a bad guy he's just in a bad circumstance type deal um i don't make know. us feel bad for him right before something terrible happens to him yeah like they'll do that flashback and then like fade into him standing over a decapitated person <laughs> that he did with the shield. So I don't know. I yeah, hope that, it, I hope we get like an in scene reaction to that, and it's not just like a two days later type deal. I would. I really want to see like how Bucky and Sam respond to that in the moment, in the sense of like how, think- what they do right after. Like, do they just go and tackle him, or like what happens? Right, because I mean, yeah, we only saw their horror where they're like, yeah, "What?" The? They're like, "What the fuck?" And that's it. I think you're right, JP. I feel like a good cold open to the next episode is the valor of Walker. Like the the initial the opening is like him being this valorous war hero and in his like dress garb, and then cut to a decap like a decapitated dude. I feel yeah. like that's very. 
it's like a really great way to open the episode. So that could be exactly what that is. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, I think the running joke with the show is going to be, yeah, we're going to stick to an hour because we're at two hours and 15 minutes now. Uh, <laughs> but, there was a uh, lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. We spent 30 minutes on rumors and then an hour and a half on uh, episode four. Okay. That's just more content for you, the viewers. Yeah. So don't forget to it's leave true. a positive review on our podcast, as well as a comment and a thumbs up on Who the YouTube videos. This is, is so this much bang for your buck. Double the content at free 99. I like the hair like hydro. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that, Jesse. Not in this climate. What do you mean? Jesse, I would be Hydra. No, I wouldn't. You are definitely Hydra now. Me? Everyone is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We have one falls. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Jesse, continue. You would be the voice in the computer. That would be you. Oh, yeah. I'd be be a great computer. I've always said I'd be a fantastic computer. Yeah. (laughs) Jesse, please continue your shout outs as Zola. Okay, hello everyone. My secret plan to blow up this building. There's a missile already on the way. I don't know how he planned. Like, how did he get missiles? How did that 1970s computer get access to missiles? A lot of questions. A lot of questions about that, but I guess it was Hydra. Anyway, hey, all my information is on the screen. If you want to find out more, just Jesse Cox on the internet. You'll find all sorts of stuff. Don't type in Jesse Cox Hydra. I don't want to know if there's actually, like, some dudes out there like, I don't think he's joking. Here are 72 reasons why Jesse Cox is actually Hydra. I don't know. Uh, uh, what if I uh, am? What if I secretly am? Hell, Hydra. What? Jesse Cox Hydra prompts a tweet from 2016 that says, that says Hydra's U.S. government sleepers were captured after the events of Winter Soldier. This is a typical Hydra straw man argument. <laughs> then you respond and say you seem awfully willing to call everyone else Hydra, making me think you're the Red Skull. So it's yeah, on brand. Yeah. It's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, who's to say who Hydra is or isn't? Bronze, red shirt, Red Skull. <laughs> also, for awful... some reason, a Liquipedia Heroes of the Storm item pops up uh, when you for the Stellar Lotus. When you Google Jesse Cox Hydra, we need to work on your Jesse Cox Hydra SEO. I, you now. really don't. You really, I don't ever want to be associated with ultra Nazis. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on, I'm good on passing that one up. Hard totally time. You know, maybe you're, I was yeah. going to suggest that we get a little Zola Jesse uh, art, but no, I think we're good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. Let's not I'm do fine. that. I'm fine. Yeah, probably okay. a good pass. Bronze, <laughs> <laughs> do some shout outs for us. hi hello i'm that bronze girl you can find me on twitch six days a week at that bronze girl and on twitter at the same handle i have a DD game i run tuesday nights at 6 p.m pacific standard time the last episode of it just went up on youtube you can check these things out i am also not hydra yeah that's very believable there Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for watching the mcu crew uh, if you're new or you've never seen the show before, it's because it's brand new. This is episode two, uh, VODs will be up on youtube.com slash it me JP later today. And then if you want to grab it as a podcast, you can do so on any and all the services. I think Google music or Google podcast is still verifying, but we're up on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. So feel free to go and grab it. 
later today, I think I'm going to be streaming right after this, probably playing some Dota. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, and I think we're going to be doing We Watch Things later today at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, jumping into the Final Fantasy 14 5.5 patch. No! That was Jesse. He's also going to be jumping into that. I'm so excited! He's very excited, <laughs> as you can tell. That's also Zola, believe it or not. I just have a soundboard over here. I very excited! <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday we'll do drop frames. Thursday it's PoE prep day, and then Friday it's PoE new league day. So uh, busy week for me, but we'll be back next Monday uh, with another MCU crew. The following Monday, though, all three of us are going to be in Texas uh, on the twenty sixth, so there will not be a show, or maybe there will be a show. We could. Don't I don't know. Make that I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't make I, that no, promise. I'm not going to do that. That's going to be a hard Monday, my man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know. not going to do that. That's going to be a rough one. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but there will not be a show on the 26th. Oh, wait. Is that the final episode? Oh, fuck. That will be the final episode. Maybe Ooh. we do a show on like that Thursday or something, or we could just skip a week. Because they'll Are do the making of on the 30th. Drunk from your wedding. <laughs> Why are what you if thinking we, yeah, about what this? If we just, JP, I'm just, I'm why just, are you considering you know, it? I'm just seeing the subs rise right now. I don't JP, know. what if we just like live, broadcasting live from a corner in the middle of Texas? We already have. We are. <laughs> there's don't already a this. potential for this. It is a joke. Come. Don't it's do this. It's not going to happen, though. It's not going to happen. Do don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Anyways. We're out of here. Thanks for watching the MCU crew. We can discuss the final episode and uh, the making of on uh, the 30th. No, it'll be the 3rd. So we'll skip the 26th and we'll be back third. We'll talk about it next week after we've had a, a week or so to discuss it. Uh, thank you both for joining me. We'll be back next week for another MCU crew. We'll discuss episode 5 and whatever else the hell's going on in the MCU. We're out for now, though. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.